live from the crypts of Lagroff Manor, it is PZ85 plays the Curse of Strahd on the Ponzilla 1985 network. I am Cody Sandusky, your Dungeon Master, as we return after a one-week hiatus to face what lies within this large crypt room that our characters have discovered. In case you missed our last episode, well, there's your synopsis. They've wandered their way through the crypts. They have found a room they believe to be the the residence of one Count Lagroft, but we shall see what arises inside as we begin this step of the adventure, the last step of this adventure, this first introductory portion of Curse of Strahd. Our five characters playing along for the adventure, starting in whatever order I want to go in our Brady Bunch alignment. I'll start with the person next to me on my screen. It is our resident... I was going to say Jen, but it's not. I don't want your air genasi. I don't want... I want to get your... Uh, character right it's Lindsay wolfgong playing zephyra i mean it's all the same thing it's fine uh, you're half gin there you go <laughs> that's right there's something there i'm sure it, it probably is uh coming to us from the uh very uh, wild pacific coast it is the man the blood hunter the bjorn himself kaz hello i almost wanted to do the I, each time i want to do it every single time jr doing it's Chaos when Taz comes out of Survivor Series 2000. It's so bad. Uh, playing John Krasinski as Rasmus Thompson as we tried to craft it behind the scenes. It's Double H. I wish you could hear me make the gym face from the office and just kind of like, like, I wish there was something I could do for a sound for that. All right. In this visual medium of podcasting, if it were. <laughs> Playing the legally distinct vampire hunter Aiden Valmont, it is the, uh, however we phrase your ownership of this show now, it's Shannon Young. Uh, You know, you said that this, uh, you said something about the show earlier, I want to point out that the last episode we did of this was two weeks ago, it was also two episodes back. That's that's how yep. that's how little we've recorded in the past two weeks. So yes. welcome it's, it's back. It's been a rough couple of weeks. Welcome this back. This is technically Godzilla. three, right? Because you guys this did eighty three. last week. Yeah, and then we had the the Hallow's record Eve. the scripture show. Yep. Yeah, Monday. Yeah. yeah. So this is episode three, and we're we, yeah. and then Tanner. Yeah, it's been some time, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I can't introduce him any better. <laughs> Old Red, the man himself, Tanner. Tanner Calvert. I feel like it's that episode of Wayme's <clears throat> And then there was Tanner. And then there was Tanner. Here he comes. I mean, to be fair, basically ring. since the last time we did this show, every show has been a Halloween show, and they didn't start showing up until October. So That's true. It has begun. Yeah, we're yep. so far we've yes. kept on to the schedule that we set for ourselves for October. So September yep. was kind of iffy, but October, surely that's the ticket. That's the one. This That's is the, the one. one. This is the one they'll remember us for. Don't let them get you, brother. You're the one. You're uh, the one. Brother, brother. So, brother, brother, Roger, Roger. So coming into this portion of our adventure, when last we left the five, uh, three of them, Bjorn, Aiden, and Rasmus, had entered into the secret passageway and entered to this large, I say room, crypt, whatever you have. There is, as our players see on the map before them, this wide open space, and we'll describe it a bit, with this iron grated floor and then a sarcophagus. Uh, at last check, Zephra and Alfred were coming up from the rear, but are likely going to see this same thing upon their entry. So, before we start investigating, navigating, anything we wish to do, do you guys have any questions from our last session or anything we need to clarify before we pick up? 
Hey, since we haven't entered uh, any kind of combat or anything like that, I can I can do some things real quick, right? Yeah. There's nothing that's yeah, happening. You are yet. currently in not you, you are not in initiative order. All right. There's no good way for me to to ask this in game. So I know almost every one of you's hurt. How so? How much? Like where are you sitting down at point two. wise? You're down uh, to I'm down two. I'm, down to I'm also down two. Two, four, I'm six. How about you? Four. Wow, that could not literally be more perfect. All right, uh, Cody, before we get started, I want to go ahead and use my channel Divinity for the day. Um, okay. And I'm going to use, because i got two options. i got that Turn Undead that I used a while ago, but I've also got Preserve Life, where I can restore 10 HP to any creatures within me split however I want. Um, mm -hmm. That's 10, so everybody's now back up to full health. It is. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. Cool. I did not know that we were exactly 10 down, but I remember looking at that going, I need to do that before we start combat, because that's going to cost me an action otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, before we start, as Rasmus kind of makes his way through the crowd, you hear him, like, he's got, like, a little censure type thing that he's just kind of shaking, and it's, like, smoking. Um, he's saying some sort of prayer under his breath, and you all feel rejuvenated. And that's it. <laughs> I, I was quite parched. Cody, <laughs> Cody, I have a question. Yeah, sure. Is it possible? No. Uh, Cody, <laughs> I want to extend my thanks to you for being such a good and patient host with the with us lot. <laughs> We're a handful. <laughs> so thank you. We're a problem. It just makes me think of Kelly from the office. Don't you just manage yourself? Isn't that your own office, Kelly? <laughs> yes, but I am not easy to manage. Oh, that's fantastic. You couldn't have said it better than what I was going to think myself, Hunter. So there you go. <laughs> so on that note, you all, as Hunter noted, you feel a bit more rejuvenated. There's some pep in your step now that you've been restored to full health. Uh, even with that action being taken, and at least for those of you that have entered the room or this whatever we want to call it, as it stands, there is nothing moving there's nothing that would alert you to any presence uh kodu <laughs> investigate yes have some uh can can i at this point of time in time at this current moment would it be an okay time at this time to use my uh sense divine sense i mean yeah yeah, if you want to roll out what divine sense is in this case, I'm mad. Yeah, you guys are getting that set up. We're you said this this little like platform around the room that we're on is about ten feet up, right? Correct. Okay. Wait. Just making sure, oh, and everything else we're is level with the floor. That's what I'm saying. the The perimeter of the room is ten feet up from everything else. Yes, because you'll notice here in the north of the room, as you guys were to enter, you would see with the light their stairs that um, down. Is there open space underneath this platform, or is it like flat? What like a flat drop off? It would be a flat drop off. These are flush okay. walls. They go right down. Okay, gotcha. And Cody, so there's nowhere to go underneath the catwalk. Remind me once more. What is one square? What does that relate to in feet? Five feet. Five feet. Okay, then yeah. So basically, the the move, the divine sense will until the end of the next turn. So I don't know how that works when you're not in combat. Uh, you can sense anything affected by the hollow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within sixty feet that is not behind total cover. Okay. So just if there's anything swarming around here, maybe I can sense it. Up to about where that casket is as a boundary. Yes. I would say that as you, you, you know, whatever it is that you tap into when you start to 
you know, hone in on your divine sense. As it stands, you do not get anything returning. There's nothing pinging on your PKE meter, so to speak, at least within the vicinity that you described. Okay. Well, that's... Investigate. I feel like that's not true, but let's go. Uh, at least it's true, but not true. You, It's a sneaky snake. I'm also going to go investigate. Cody, remind me, this this where they're going, where the... the sarcophagus or whatever that is is mm-hmm. um that's also up right 10 yes. feet yeah all of this is all around as well level. correct okay. yeah just so it's record, 10 feet are... down to the graded floor and then everything around it these are steps right here yes those are steps that go down the iron grate itself is actually level with where you guys are that would be something that goes down as well oh, okay so i thought that like, was where the blood went so it's like a like a cage Kind of? It is. So in this area, so if you were like to walk around the perimeter and see it, you'd see the grates are at the level with this platform. Okay. But that there's, I mean, if you were to kind of walk around, you notice on this side, I'm not going to make you investigate for it. There are stairs, at least on one side, that go down further. And so, those stairs, we can, that, that, those look like you get to them from the ground below, though. Here's here's what I'm asking. Here's this why I'm trying I am to read right my now. measurements again to make sure my perception yeah. right because I see something so, in my head and that's probably not reflected here. So yeah. So where I am right now to here, there's no drop off. That's right. Not, no, no, here I, to I, here. I'm thinking no that's where I'm goofing up. I'm thinking it is a ten foot drop off there. See that's yeah, what I thought. Those are, okay, those are there grates. Is, yeah, for the I misread ground, it. Like my, where, that's yeah. my okay. Yeah, there is a okay. ten drop so off. This is all level. The grates are on the floor. On the floor. There you go. That makes sense. Okay. And and measurements are hard sometimes. No, I get it. Believe me, every time I tried to run something in Star Wars with you guys where there's like different levels on a 2D map, it's Yeah, it it breaks your your perception the way you kind of view it. And is this, uh, is the coffin like it looks like in the picture, is it open already? No. As you walk up to it, let's take a look. It is, in fact, so as we get that, as I get to that description, so... Are you where you wish to be, I guess, is the, the room is being laid out. Zephra, you're going north, for lack yeah. of a better phrase. Uh, Red, where are you wanted to be? Uh, Tanner, you are El Muto. Uh, where are you wishing to be? Oh, didn't realize I was muted. Uh, let's see here. I Please work for me, roll 20. Uh, I'm just going to kind of follow up behind them, but kind of keeping my distance with my bow in hand. That's fine. So Bjorn, you're the first one to look, and you you were the first one there. As yes. you approach, and then Aiden and Rasmus, as you guys approach as well, this sarcophagus, as depicted, is ajar. There is, if you were to kind of look toward the periphery where it is actually shoved open, there is a bloody handprint on it that looks like it would have like pulled it open. There is blood that you are currently standing in. It's pooled around this area. Uh, right. Both of yeah. these candelabras are lit. They're kind of like floor level candelabras, kind of like for like for like a coat rack, but with candles all over the top. I'm um, standing in it, thinking to myself, "I feel the power." Okay. Of the blood. Standing in the oh yeah, I guess yeah. Are you absorbing it from the ground? Are you a goddamn Pokemon? That's what I do. I absorb it through my feet. <laughs> um, you've, you've taken root. So. <laughs> With 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 that, is it possible to, if I were to walk over here, say to move that the top of that coffin off to see what's inside? Is it yeah. too heavy to push? Or 
Okay, let's. I do mean, it. it's it's not an easy move, but it's not something that's going to require a roll. I, I pull from games. this side. Yeah, yeah you guys would be able to physically move it. I'm gonna look back at Rasmus and just tell him to get ready just in case. And uh, uh, at this point, he's always ready. Shield in hand, mace out and ready to go. Like I'm always you, ready. You motherfuckers are. <laughs> that's my Yo, secret what? cap. Yo, wow! And then let's push this. Let's push this top off. Okay. Let's do it. Spin right, it off, so, fucking clock style. So if you guys discard the sarcophagus lid, you will notice that the inside of the sarcophagus is empty. <clears throat> Just for the record, I want to say I put I did it really hard, so I think it fell over a little bit. I mean, you could certainly, you know, say that, <laughs> and, and it mechanically, fell, it's still there. It fell on his foot, and it did six damage. Hmm. <laughs> and then I and then I licked this blood, became a vampire, and killed you all. <laughs> Damn. What a disaster of a group. Okay. So as things go, the sarcophagus is empty. There is nothing presently inside. I'm gonna notice this blood going down. Is this blood going over the edge, like down towards the grating, I'm assuming? Uh, there it's not a sloped platform in that sense. It's something that you could like sweep or like have it pushed off. You could clean it and it would drain out into those grates, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, like as it stands, there's not and like at best, this would be bowed slightly like a football field, but it's a flat so, surface. So, so oh. j- just just for the record, like, so he came. Well, no, <clears throat> something potentially came out of this casket, like Carrie style, just like covered in blood. Or like, that's a lot of blood. Look at that. Like gonna, that was in there with it. I'm gonna point down towards the stairs at the other uh, giant blood puddle and going down the stairs and say. Whatever came out of that probably went down there. And I think that is where we should go. I agree. Oh. Kaz, Kaz doing a lot of moving. I'm just going to do this. Yeah, I'm also <laughs> going to do that. He's very zippity. I'm, I'm in All the right. uh, fully whatever that I well, Actually, I'm going to ask you, Cody. Is it safe to get down to that level? E-word. It's a 10-foot drop. Yeah, job, oh, I, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> from a literal sense, yes, I went down the steps, but oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not doing the little action figure thing right. of like, right, moving it, doing it around. I just until okay. Cody tells me I have to do it, otherwise, I'm just. Gonna I just, I yeah, I'll, I'll let you guys do it, but <laughs> as you stand, the fun uh, part. as you congregate, give me a, all of you, give me just what's your passive perception? God, oh, passive perception, fifteen. Passive perception. It's on the left hand side under your saving throws. Yep, should be senses. Thirteen. Nine. Fifteen. Mine's fifteen. Nice. Nine. My wisdom is my highest score. Mm -hmm. Passive wisdom. Yeah, or passive perception. Passive perception. Uh, fourteen. Okay. Oh wait, no, mine's twelve. Sorry. Okay, so eight, nine, Bjorn, twelve, Rasmus, fifteen, Alfred, fourteen, Lindsay, what's yours? Uh, it is sorry, twelve. Well, okay, so admittedly, all of you except for Aiden are going to now notice that as you've kind of moved around, there is something skittering around, flying, and actually, I'm going to do the action figure bit. Oh, fuck! Catch it with a broom. Somebody got a broom? 
I mean, this, this room has 50 feet ceilings. You're going to have to have one hell of a broom, bud. What, what if I let a fucking boat go? I, you think I could stick it into a wall? Like, impale well, if, it? If you had Tanner's crossbow that he hunts deer with, you could. Because <laughs> that thing can go hey. through six deer. Well, before that snowballs out of hand. I don't want uh, it to go through it. For, for those of you that have at least a little bit of visibility, you're going to notice that this bat is going to find itself relatively close to Zephra. Oh, uh-huh. hell. It's going it. to come down. Zephra, you're going to see this in front of you specifically. It's going to come down to floor level. Oh, what's it going to turn into? And it's quickly going to cast itself. Oh, how's into... it going? <laughs> Count Dracula. That is the <laughs> That is the worst goddamn vampire I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's, the token, it's the token that came from the bat pack. I'm using what I got. I wasn't about to fuck around and do anything. What, what, what happened was when the Lagroff Manor, when, when that guy died, Spirit Halloween moved in real quick. Was and this, they took it was over. like a more colored in version of the grandpa from the Munsters. I'm That's pretty, what I was thinking. Grandpa Munster. Sure I mean, I'm going to be real honest. If I make it bigger, you guys are going to notice it's a cut of uh, Boris Karlov, but yes. Yes, yes. He's so squatty. I love it. Did you say Boris Karloff? <laughs> I did. I gotta go change. Oh, Bella Lugosi. I'm thinking Lugosi. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Right, I gotta go. Go. I'm thinking. I'm regardless. Thinking Never mind. Regardless, uh, I gotta go change Cody's name in the group chat to Squatty Karloff. Squatty uh, <laughs> <Funny> Karloff. <laughs> I mean, what's which I'm sure he'll be glad to chat. get rid of the Grink. So. Yeah, I was about to say, it's not the worst thing I've been called this month in the chat. <laughs> okay, so Zephra, uh, a couple of paces in front of you, is now going to appear suddenly. I'm not clicking that link. I cast, get, go to hell. You know, you know that vampire hit the ground and just looked at her and said, I want to suck your blood. Oh, <laughs> Yes, that's exactly how he sounds. Damn it. We need to get her out of there because this is going to go very poorly. That's what I get for contemplating investigating the other door as you all run to the steps. Where'd that person, <laughs> where'd that pet person that y'all had? Can we throw it at it? No. Uh, she's still back in the other room. Yeah, she didn't oh. come with us. She never came. Also, it's going to take she's... me three turns to get there. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Fuck. Well, kids. Well, if, she, look, if she comes our party. way and we go her way, we can catch up faster. I mean, or I could middle. do some of my area attacks that would fry all of you before Whoa, you get hold here. Hold on, we're just immediately jumping into the let's a get let's attack a thing. He yes, might be a friend. He might be a friendly vampire. Let's yes, New York. He's a sailor. You go get him late. He'll be fine. <laughs> got no problem. Nobody has nobody's rolled initiative yet, so maybe we no. can talk to it. Right. Yeah, you're right. But uh, this entity appears, and Zephra, he will look at you, and he gets a bit of a smirk. Of course. He kind of turns his head slightly to his right and his left. And Zephyr, you seeing him face to face, he knows there are other people in here. Uh huh. But he's not terribly fussed about the other people in here. Of course not. He, he looks at you, gives that smirk, and says, Fools are lured by riches, find only death here. Who says we were looking for riches? Again, he gives that look. He says, no matter. You will not find them. There is no escape from here. There is no escape from Barovia. You are forever cast in darkness here. And I would like hearing this from different people. And then from the background, you hear Red just go, hey, who are you talking at? I just want to shoot him in the back. I just want to shoot at him. Oh, the fuck? At this point. Oh, I guess I'm rolling tens again. Holy shit. Oh, oh the day I'm is back up. Oh, oh, we'll see what happens. That. 
I'll see what this night looks like. Well, Hunter, if Ooh. it makes you feel better, I rolled Fuck a five. Fuck me. I got a 19. I got a fucking crit I got 10 fail. total, and I rolled an eight, but I'm I'm just... I crit failed. I, I just a... forgot that there was a battle going on. I went to sleep. Well, I thought my five was going to be the worst, but then Cass came along. <laughs> mm-hmm. For the record, it is initiative. You can't crit fail it. You got the, nope. dim, the dimwit brothers over here. You can certainly it's fail. Really <laughs> what is yours, Hunter? What is yours, uh, Shannon? Five. Five. I got, brothers. I got five on it. <laughs> we just like we just they like can't hear that conversation. We just go to fist at each other and we're like we're in this together and we and we still miss. We miss and hit each other in the face. That slows down <laughs> our that slows down That's our walking exactly speed. What yeah. And we did it too hard. Step brothers. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> Alright. Damn it. So not good. Okay. Well, the good news, Zephra, you'll be going first. Woohoo. The bad news is nobody else will be going before him. That's all right. He's way over there. He can't get to us. Lindsay, double run over to us. Double step. Double tap. Come on. Um, no. Double tap. Double tap. tap. All right. Because nobody can hear this, and I feel like we need something to play during all of this. I'm going to go ahead and. uh, Probably a good idea. Copyright. A little bit of ambient noise for ourselves. (laughs) All right. So. No ends right now. That's right. All right, Zephra, what is it that you wish to do here? Uh, I am going to go ahead and cast Thunderwave. Uh, it is the uh, the 15-foot cube coming out from me, okay. and it's against a constata- constitution saving throw. Uh, if it's failed, creature takes 2d8 of thunder damage and is pus- pushed 10 feet away from me, and on a, su- on a successful save, it takes half the damage and doesn't get pushed. She said okay, both so constitution said- and puss. Get her, boys. Shut up. <laughs> English is hard today. All right. I, the Greek I will be rolling now. Yes. What was your, what was the uh, DC? Um, uh, 11. 11. He will beat that. Okay. So run by me. What's the, what's the effects of it again? On a, uh, half damage. And um, it's, it's half damage from 2d8 and he doesn't get pushed away. Okay, so what is the damage? Um, working on that. <laughs> is that music playing for anybody or? No. Nope. Nope. Oh, there, <laughs> there it is. is. I had the audio slider down. I thought it was the uh, the actual like timeline measurement. Oh, is it going to actually do it or not? Uh, the damage is six. The damage is six. Yeah. Okay. So we are going to be doing three thunder damage. He got a tickle. She's <laughs> <laughs> just like, <laughs> you, you, you cause a little bit of his hair to stand on end in terms of thunder wave, in terms of like, he gets a little bit of that. But other than that, he seems confirmed that she's alive. Unfazed. <laughs> Let's see here. How I'm already not right up against where he is, so I'm going to move myself. I assume that door's still closed. Sorry to interrupt, but just. Yeah, behind yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't is. really get to investigate it before the bat showed up, so, yeah. We know what that door is, though, because we, yes. we investigated it from the outside. Oh, where do I want to move? Where do I want to move? He looks bombed out and depleted. <laughs> Remember, it's vertical, too. Yeah, I know. But I can't fly, so... <laughs> 
Oh, no, I meant you can go up there. He'd have to turn back into the I mean, I know I can go up the stairs, yes, but I don't know that that will be the best interest for me, seeing that he can turn into something that can fly. Oh, I'll put a dart in. So, I'm going to go ahead and backtrack this way a little bit. One, two, three, four. I'm just going to move myself over here and leave it at that. I don't want to corner myself too badly. And that's it. Okay. All right. So you've moved yourself there, and Count Logroft isn't going to really see much in the way of a need to address the rest of you lined up in the back of the room right now. He has one target. He doesn't seem terribly fussed to um, move away from that. So he is going to... uh, Make his movement toward you, Zephyrox. That's 15 feet. So he is able to make it there. And in what would be familiar to a couple of you based upon anything uh, that that happened the last time you faced a vampire, or at least an entity thereof, uh, at least you think that's the case, Zephyra, Uh, he is going to maybe have a little bit of... uh, Fun instead. Hey, Zephra, mm-hmm. give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Big numbers. 16. Okay. Zephra, he comes pretty close to you face to face. He wants to establish a pretty close contact. He looks you right in the eyes. And for a moment, you feel kind of a wavering or a fading out to yourself. You start to feel as if you're pulled in a bit. Something about the look in his eyes starts to appeal to you. But just as quickly as you start feeling yourself waver, something grounds you back to your situation and you quickly snap back. Uh, As you do that, he looks at you not perplexed, maybe a little disappointed, but still amused. He looks at you and gives maybe that same that look of hmm about you. And he is going to uh, step back a bit, use the rest of his movement to give himself some space from you. And that is all he's going to do for that turn. Oh. So that will end his turn. Does that not provoke an attack of opportunity? Oh, him leaving right. her threat range. Yeah, you're right, it would. And you know what? I'll do that. Go ahead, Zephyr. Go ahead and give me a standard attack, a unarmed strike attack. Okay. Uh, let's see here. She's going to come with the backhand. Unarmed strike. There's the button. Uh, 11. <laughs> 11. And that will miss. Good, because it was only going to be one damage anyway. <laughs> hey. One's one. I know one is one, but... <laughs> All right, so Logroft has stepped back and now is, a, again, maybe trying to set up an established pace and size up the room, and that is going to bring Alfred, or Alfred, excuse me, into the fold. Alfred. 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 You know, Birth of the yes, Bats. Yes, Mr. Wayne. Yeah, there you go. Birth of the Bats, <laughs> Butler, or whatever the show is coming to HBO Max. <clears throat> so, I'm assuming I know everything's going on, right? Yeah, I mean, while the, 
you probably haven't seen much of it because this is a 10 foot platform above the ground. So in terms of you your direct perspective, yeah, you would have heard stuff like this room is cavernous. It has an echo to it. Sanity, and it's not like he was being shy about it. Feet? Once he said, hmm? so I'm trying to figure out here. You should be one below where you just were right there. Okay. If you've got 30 feet. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, there's really nothing else I can do except double move to get into a range. So I might do that. You got line I mean, of sight. That grates on the floor. Do yeah. you have line of sight? Oh, is that? Yeah, is that these are flush with where, where you are. On the floor? So these are at your feet, as it were. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm going to take a shot. Yeah, because you have from that spot. Yeah, that's a 35 foot range. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You want to line up shot on them. Uh, 15. Hunter, I'm going to need you to take these 10s back. I don't... I'm not rolling 10s, man. I'm I'm getting 10 every time. Oh, well. All right, I rolled 15. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage for me. That is something I can do. No, the problem for me is not... I, I wish I was rolling 10 sometimes because my bonuses would make that nice. Right. Uh, eight, eight damage. Okay, and if I remember correctly, your your longbow is piercing damage, correct? Yes, yeah. Yeah, you fire that bolt toward him, or you fire that bolt or arrow, whatever it is, toward him, and you see it kind of catch him, it wings him a bit in the shoulder but you don't feel like it does as much as you would want it to. Okay. And, and again, uh, he seems amused by potential prey coming to uh, make a game of it, but currently not terribly faced by what's going on. Okay, then. Well, I'm going to end my turn there. Okay. So we move on from Alfred to Rasmus. Moving up to here, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. Now, I would really rather this not be a 10, so, boy, if that could... Better rolls, better rolls. Motherfucker. Nope. Not better rolls. 10 would have been 13. better. <laughs> yeah. That will not hit. Yep. Which is a waste of daily spell. That sucks. Um, I don't know that I have any... Anything I can do with a bonus because I can't see Zephyr at this point. All my bonus action stuff requires me to be able to see her. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's not entirely true. It had to be her. Um, but I'm down to a single first level spell at this point for the day. So, yeah, I'm going to call it there. All right. That brings us to Aiden. I can step on the grates, right? You can certainly try. Oh, I don't like the way you say that. Hmm. Well, when you put it that way, then I'm not going to step on the grades. I'm going to just go to here. Did I just hear a horse? You did. I, I'm playing. This track is called. Oh, what is it called? All Hallows Eve. Oh, hey. It's interesting. 
Uh, Cody, I would like to brandish that rapier that I had. That's all. Okay. Just just brandish it at him. Just point it at him. And okay. hope that it, you know, with it being all magical and undead killy, that maybe that will entice him to chase me instead or something. Okay. You you brandish that, that rapier with the raven's head on it. And he, I do call out, give any attention to it. It's right now, he's still kind of surveying back and forth. I would uh, taking in the scene. I would yell to him my name and that I am a I am a monster killer here for his head next. In the most serious of tones. Okay. Then upon saying that, he does look over, and you can tell as you kind of brandish the rapier toward him. He he knows quickly. He perceives what it is. And because you're far away, you don't get a clear view of his face, like as clear as you would expect. But if you were to see him up close, like we were to fade camera to him, you would see kind of a glint, maybe for a brief second, a little bit of discomfort. He, He's aware, at least in this house, of what that can do. But the visage quickly comes back to his stoic, smirking, steeled face. He's not... He's not going to give the satisfaction of acknowledging that what you carry is something that could be more problematic for him than what he's seen from you so far. Gotcha. And that is going to end my turn, I believe. Okay. Before we go to Bjorn, he will, uh, upon seeing that, look back at Zephra briefly and say, You are not allured by riches, you said. <laughs> he tilts his head like that. And then goes back to look at uh, whomever's coming up next. Oops. And Bjorn, you are the next one up, so have at it. He's got you All there, right. blue girl. So, out of curiosity, uh, how long does one minute last as far as moves? One ten minute, ten turns. Yeah, ten rounds. Ten turns? All right. So, Bjorn... Kind of whipping forward here. About right there. And he looks at the team and he's like, watch this shit. And he casts spiritual weapon. Because I got two magic scrolls from earlier that I forgot about. <laughs> so I'm casting spiritual weapon and he's like, hold his arms up and this weapon within 60 feet of him rolls up. Out in front of uh, Mr. Vampire Man, so I can do that as a bonus action. Okay. And then, so I'm gonna, so with this, I want to attack first with like I want the spiritual weapon to start kind of coming down on top of his head about the same time that I let a fucking boat let loose at him, and so both things are coming at him at the same time. Okay. So for those of us that aren't you know sitting in front of a book, what is spiritual weapon in terms of, like what impact does it have? <laughs> Yes, so spiritual weapon, uh, create a floating spectral weapon within range that la for 60 feet with that last uh, for one minute. When you cast the spell, you make a melee spell attack against a creature uh, within five feet of the weapon, which is right in front of him. Right. And so melee spell, uh, I guess that's just a regular unarmed strike. What am I, unarmed strike? Yeah, for, for lack of a better phrase, it's just an unarmed strike. Yep. So that's coming right now. Shit. <clears throat> All right. And here, 
Yep, and here comes the crossbow. The the spiritual weapon was the dis- son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, so with an 11 and 12, both of those will miss. Uh, as you kind of speak this into being and that spiritual weapon appears above him, uh, what what shape or what uh, style of weapon is it? Just for so it's like a, like, a, like a scythe, Sith? Okay. Uh, and uh, like it's black with like this red that just kind of emanates off of it. All right. So he does see that above him, and he understands that that is uh, something uh, something worth noticing. But he does deftly step out of the way, and you seem to feel as though he expected what you were doing. So he moves. Or pivots his weight and gets out of the way of your your arrow or your bolt as well. Mm. So he makes his way out of the way and he comes out despite despite your efforts unscathed. But Bjorn, he does now seem very intrigued by you, if only because as it stands, you've proved the most capable in terms of getting his attention. I'm famous to the vampire. That's not going to go well. Zephyr hit him. She tried While to. he's looking at me. Bonky. Before, before Zephyr can hit him. Bonky. No, I mean, she damaged him. Bonky. Oh, she, she did. She did. That's but weird. again, three damages. Yeah. But it's still I think damage. It, I mean, it's more so than zero. <laughs> yeah, I so gave him Alfred. a paper cut. <laughs> right, but it's a, it's a spell as opposed to, again, you have to, if you're kind of hearing the repartee he's throwing out, he is currently treating this as an amusing contest, and thus someone who throws out something a bit unexpected is going to pique his interest. And because <laughs> of that, before Zephra can go, uh, I'm going to expel. He's got a couple legendary actions he can take. Legendary actions. No. So he is going to use a legendary action to crackle that thunder in my ear. He's going to move here. Back off, bat. And that's that's all he's going to do for that legendary action. Uh, Go ahead, Zephyr. The turn is yours. Okay. It's either mm. good or very bad. We said each square is five foot, correct? Correct. And you can always uh, enter all right. the twenty. You have that uh, ruler measurement that'll come. Oh yeah, I'll see that. Yeah. Stop that. It is a very helpful tool. I use it often. Except it was being funky one. Yeah, it will be from time to time. It's kind of a jerk that way. Counting is also difficult today. That's all why right. I really I'm gonna run up here. And I am going to cast Ice Knife and fling a shard of ice at him. Okay. Uh, It is a... uh, Let's see here. If it hits, it does uh, 1d10 piercing damage, and then the shard explodes, and Mm -hmm. he's going to need to do a dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 of cold damage. Like this. So let's see. Did it not kick it in? I I see it pop over on my side at least. Um, There it goes. Fifteen. Yep, the ice knife is is uh, okay. So the fifteen does hit. 
The piercing okay. damage is four, four as it rolls. Uh, at least upon initial contact, much like you would have noticed with Alfred's arrow, it seems to do a little less than you would expect in terms of impeding him or kind of creating damage. But the dex save, let's give that for you. It's a dex 11. Dex 11, and that, he succeeds the save. Okay. So no cold damage. So no cold damage. Okay. But you do throw that ice knife, and it does shatter. He kind of probably throws throws his cape or his uh, cloak over himself to kind of protect from whatever follow-up from that is. So he's not impacted by cold, but he does take a little bit of damage from that. From that. Gotcha. Let's see. Do you have anything else you would like to do? Uh, let's see here. For now, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. So it goes back to the Count's turn. And for those who actually all of you are in sight, so you're going to notice this. There, There's nothing distinct about what happens here, but for a brief moment, you see uh, Count Lagrov kind of adjust his posture a little bit, and, and you sense a little bit of, not really color, because he's what he is, but a little bit of vigor, vim, comes back to him. You feel as though he's got a little more pep in his step than he did just a moment ago. And with said pep in his step, he is going to... Hunter nailed it. You are the one who has done enough to him to gather his attention again. So, Zephra, he's moving quickly toward you, and he is going to do uh, the multi-attack that you would have seen from, from Little One last time. So first is an unarmed strike. So let's do a melee attack. Uh, what's your DC? Or your, uh, sorry, armor class? Armor class is 14. Yeah, well, his unarmed strike doesn't hit. So you are okay there. And then he is going to go ahead and... He's going to try that again. Because that's what he can do. So he's going to try to throw throw his hand back at you again. And that... Let's see, that is going to hit. So let's do 1d8 plus 4. Okay. That is going to be five damage. Yeah. And it's bludgeoning if that doesn't impact anything. Don't know that it does or not. <laughs> I don't see anything jumping out at me that it does. Yeah, if you had resistances or something, you would have it on uh, one of your greens. I'm trying to remember where it is. But I don't think you have any, if I remember right, so... No, Defenses and resistances are right beside your AC. Yeah, I just found it. I do not have any. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, so that is most of what he can do. In fact, he is going to go ahead. He's going to stay where he's at for right now. And that's going to move us to Alfred. Uh, 
Okay, I know I've asked this before, so I'm asking again because if I don't, since I don't have to move here, am I able to take two attacks? I know the second attack would be at a disadvantage. All right, a penalty. Your character have two attacks. You only have one attack. Oh, that is a that is a that is a a thing you have to take in it. Yeah, I okay. say yeah. Okay. You only get one attack per action as your as your base, unless you had a bonus attack or something that would allow that to happen. No. Uh, yeah, like Bjorn has like two weapon fighting. I think that's right. considered one of those things, isn't it? Two weapon fighting is more of a fighting style. If you engage it, you add your ability modifier to the second attack. But typically, it's yeah. when you have a second attack. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna move up to there and take a shot at him. Go ahead. Oh, Tanner, if oh, you no. have it, it's under bonus action. It's actions in combat, two weapon fighting, and it works if you have two light melee weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I got two daggers, and I can use... So under actions, you go to bonus action, and it should say two weapon fighting under actions in combat. Yeah, and since uh, you're, and that's why you have it. Okay, since your hand axes are lightweight melees, that's how you would do it. Then okay, okay. I had looked at your uh, your, and you can do that a move in the same turn. It's not like Star Wars; you're not taking a separate action. Okay, it's All part right, of the attack 12. action. Mm -hmm. Yep, and because you have hand axes, you can like the the text will tell you you can throw one of them. As your attack in one of them, so. Although obviously you're gonna have to go get that. Yeah, but I rolled um, roll twelve. Yeah, 12 and that does not. Okay. So he oh, is oh. again. Uh, like, you be aware of how you guys are acting currently. Uh, before Rasmus, you can go. He is going to go ahead and invoke. Uh, he's going to invoke one of his legendary actions, and it's going to be another unarmed strike. Against Zephra. Hi. Roll over. <laughs> oh, cool. It's a trait. It doesn't actually. Oh, nice. It just shows to me. That doesn't do me any good. Okay, let me roll this up. Uh, that is not going to hit. So you are good. Okay. Campy boy can't slap. <laughs> Apparently not. Rasmus, you're up. All right. I'm going to cast my attack before I move forward so I'm not doing a ranged action right by him but that's where I'm going to end uh, as I'm moving there I'm going to cast uh, Sacred Flame so it's a yep. deck save 13 deck save 13 where are we at here he is going to save with a 14 okay uh, then I'm just going to move up on him I'm just trying to press him basically so okay. that he turns his attention to me um, and I'm going to end there. Okay. You can do that. Uh, he, he notices the flame from that Rasmus. Like it, do, it doesn't attack him or it doesn't, you know, damage him, but, uh, there is something, something about that specific attack that you can kind of, again, as you approach, he's maybe able to avoid it, but something catches his attention about the way you're doing. Mm -hmm. And that is going to move us to Aiden Valmont. Alright, I warned this son of a bitch. I'm gonna get up on him. Right here. And I'm gonna swing at him with that rapier. Okay, go ahead and give me an attack. Did I end up sending you the stat block for that rapier? I don't think so. I no. think it's just a rapier, but it's got the bonus radiant damage. Yeah, sure I think I you said that before, but I don't know if we ever actually, like, if I got anything for it, but... Yeah, let me... Uh... Um, but, I mean, the, the, the chance to hit's the same, right? 
Yeah, it should be. There's nothing modified about its actual uh, attack stats. It's just the bonus that goes with it. I got a 15. That's going to hit. Let so me... it's labeled as 1d8 plus 5, Marshall Finesse. Okay. Uh, um, I'll, I guess I can roll that in the thing here so you can see it. But what, what do I add to it for that radiant damage? That's actually what I'm pulling up as we speak. I had it written down, but I think I moved it from the page I had it on. Uh, they'll take an extra 1d4. Okay, so I roll a 1d8 and a 1d4. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, it was supposed to be a 1d8 plus 5. Well, that still counts, right? Curious where your plus five's coming from. Is that that may be something of yours because you have finesse? All right, I'm not doing something right. How is that coming up? Like, I mean, you rolled an eight and a four, which you maxed both of them, so you got good rolls. That just doesn't seem right, but okay. Um, I mean, that's the dice. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just on the rapier weapon. Everyone it, else's it, dice. It just says yeah. 1D8. On the rapier, it does say one d eight plus five. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I guess technically that would be 13 damage and 4 radiant damage. It would be. I told you I was going to get that fucker's attention. And, and uh, while the physical... Uh, at, at first, you, you get the feeling that the physical component of that doesn't do anything to him. Uh, it's going to actually full strike. It's going to hit him as well as you think it's going to. And you are, for the first time, in fact, before you can even uh, catch a look at what he shows on his face, he's going to go ahead and invoke a legendary action to move, and he is going to get out of there for a brief moment. He's going to go... He doesn't like what he just felt. He's going to back away. As he does that, he is... For the first time since you have encountered him a little bit less confident, he looks at you, Aiden, specifically from where this vantage point is. He now is in the room. And he says, you took what is mine, your soul, all of your souls are going to forever be trapped in darkness here. Does uh does he invoke attacks of opportunity for moving out of our threat range like not that? with a legendary action? Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Yep. Uh I'm gonna smirk at him. Instead of replying with a witty comeback, I'm just gonna smirk and wink at him and end my turn there. Okay. So that I is come, that is you and now it is Bjorn. It's Bjorn I come time. running forward. And exactly, exactly. As I come running forward, I do announce it's it's Bjorn in time. And in the progress of that, I've still got my crossbow out. I just kind of give a nod to make my, my, is it Scythe? I can't get that right right now. Yeah, Scythe. Yeah, Scythe. Scythe. As the Scythe comes down, I lay out another bolt and I give this another go. Uh, you got to move that thing with an action, don't you? Oh, do I? Correctly, yes. Yeah, it doesn't just like stay on him. Oh. It stays where you left it. Okay. Yep, when you cast the spell, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, as a bonus action on your turn, you can move the weapon up to 20 feet and repeat the attack against a creature within five feet of it. Oh, yeah. That's that. Okay, yeah, that's that was what I was trying to do. 
Yeah, five, so 20 ten, feet. If ten, he was 20. here, this is where it was at. 5, 10. I, you're, the best you're going to get, if my math's right, would be here. So it's not so, going to be within range to hit him. Wait a minute. But you can get closer. Yeah. Let's scare him away. Scary boy. Wait, how's that math? Five, ten. Yeah. Let me see. Let me check my other one here. <clears throat> okay, up to three creatures. Okay, I am also going to, instead of moving it, I am going to cast... I'm going to kind of hit myself in the chest again and cast Bless okay. on three creatures of my choice within range, within 30 feet. So I, bl I bless all three of you in front of me, which gives each of you target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, which is uh, up to a minute, 10. Um yep. Target can roll a D4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or a savings throw. One time. So I'm, I'm actually... Sorry? You bless a bonus action? You bless up to three creatures whenever... is It's a scroll, I'm assuming. Or does a scroll act like... No, oh, a scroll, I don't know a scroll how you is as a spell, yeah. I don't know how you cast from a scroll. So it works as the spell? Yeah, it basically, if you were to unfurl the scroll, it's almost literally how Skyrim does it. If you unfurl the scroll, you are executing the spell. Okay, so oh, doing okay. that is is a full action, not a bonus action, is what I'm asking. It's right. the same action as the spell. Yeah, so it would I, be... If I have Bless, and Bless is an action. Yes. That's mm -hmm. why I'm asking. Yeah, so uh, Bjorn, if you do that, you are invoking a full action, or your attack action, for lack of a better phrase, to use that scroll. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that'll probably pay off better than a single move right now. And yeah, get so I, as you said, you bless up three creatures within range, which range is 30 feet. Whenever target makes an attack roll or saving roll before the spell ends, they can roll a d4, add that number to either or. So you can choose your three, and if you guys, I can keep track of it as well. All I'm writing it down now. <laughs> yeah, Everybody who, who's been throwing these damn 10s and 12s down. <laughs> yeah, who, who, are you choosing, you who are you choosing to bless you with your, your three options there? Three, oh, Every, sorry. Everybody, everybody, everybody Yeah, everybody in front of me. Everybody but Al Alfred. Okay. Yeah, Alfred. So all of you, as oh, he unfurls this scroll, uh, Rasmus, this is a feeling with which you're familiar. Like, you understand immediately yeah. what has happened to you or what has yep. been invoked. For the other two of you, you probably have some sense that something has been granted or sent your way. I'm sure that uh, Bjorn's going to probably kind of will wave it that he's probably explained to you as you go along with this, but... So that is going to be that I am going to let's see. I can only move the one, two, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. I only do about right here. So I am gonna do that. Cody, while he's saying that this is a little confusing. So that spell lasts for up to one minute. Does it mean every time we make an attack roll or a saving throw for a minute for a minute? 
or the first time because the no, way it, it reads says, it says whenever a target makes oh yeah before the spell ends I, so I classify that as every time that's every time that's okay. every time I classify it as. holy shit that's how yeah. I was taking it that's I mean it is a first level spell I have it too I just I, that's why I'm looking at it I've I've never spent an action on it because I'm usually using that to heal or attack but if it's every time that's that's fairly hefty. Yeah, any creature who is blessed can add one d4 to any attack or saving throw for up to one minute. Yeah, blessed lasts for one minute, and since a round of combat is six seconds, blessed can last for up to ten rounds of combat. So as long as the caster's concentration isn't broken. So with that, I just kind of wave my hand to move the hammer with my one bonus action to the middle in between here. I wish I had like a little thing I could put there. You have the oh, little black um, circle. Or, well, yeah. I might actually have a... Also, let me see what assets I have. Just like a little knifey part thing right here where I'm blinking. Put the bat back there. It kind of looks like a scythe. It kind of does. It's got that wing. It's got the one good wing. <laughs> Flappy wing. Speaking of, course, of which, going a premium asset. Yeah, Sorry. we'll kind of we'll do a, a blue little thing here. See if I can change my color. Spectral. So uh, is it is that where we said it was? Yeah, right here. Uh, so that's not the direction five, that a scythe blade is 10, supposed to go. But sure. 15, 20. We get the general idea. Yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. I claim this <laughs> one as a flag. That put my flag yep, down. There you on go. This one. Yep. Scythe blades right. the opposite way, but I'm not redrawing it. So the hell with it. That's all right. Yeah. So I moved the scythe over to there, thump my chest, the... and kind of look at these three in front of me, and just kind of give them a nod, and then that's my move. That's, of course, freehand treats each entity as its own drawing and not a wholesale thing. <laughs> Damn you, twenty piece of shit. Man, I can't okay. wait for one D and D. It's gonna be something. I don't know how I feel about it just yet, but <laughs> I was. That was not serious. Anyway. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, I'm uh it's gonna be a thing. Yeah, we're gonna the hell with it. Blue circle. There you go. That's your that's your thing. Have fun. That's what I'm gonna use. Okay. So as we stand, oh. Bjorn is done. I'm gonna start erasing things because I feel like I'm gonna need to do that. Why are we getting a chef hat? There we go. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Okay. Can't figure something out. It's not a good thing. All right, Zephra, it is your turn. And as it stands, mm -hmm. uh, he, uh, Logroft is, is a little bit taken aback. He seems a little unsteadied for the first time as you have gone on, but there's nothing, uh, nothing terribly standing out. He's not really moving around anywhere. Well, he's damaged me, but I'm going to keep pressing forward, and I'm going to move right back up on him and reach my hand out to attempt to do Shocking Grasp. Okay. Uh, it is... Do, 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 do. It's a melee spell attack against the target. Um, And if it hits, it's uh, 1d8 lightning damage, and it can't take reactions until the start of its next turn, which unfortunately is next. But, yeah. but hey, it's something worthwhile. Yeah, go ahead and give me uh, your melee damage roll or your melee attack roll. I'll 
that's crappy. I get to roll plus a four. Uh, d4 to plus help four. with that, though, don't I? You do. Yeah. Or d4. I'm just going to roll the d4 <laughs> on this because I don't know yeah. how to uh, do it on the other. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, I'll let you go ahead and roll it. I didn't even think two. about that. I think he's trying to tell you it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's not going to, yeah, it's not enough. Yeah, I was well, doing the math like, on something else. I didn't even think about it. It's fine. So. <laughs> Damn. So that does not yeah. do anything. But okay. as you as you see him, like, as you approach to reach your hand out to him, it, uh, again, as you approach, you see that that confident smirk is a little less than it was. And I'm going to go ahead and take my bonus action to spend my two sorcery points to give me another spell slot. Okay. And that's all I got. Uh, it's a borrow from, from old man Adam Driver in that sketch. And so you shall! <laughs> uh, Tanner, just for kicks and grits, I, I did respond to you out there. We have. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something we'll, we'll kind of just, it's something you would have to have materials by which to execute, I think is how, like at best we would have to do. Okay. So that is going to bring us to, as you said, Lagroft. And uh, Zephyr, you actually have a keen view of this, and the rest of you do too, but Zephyr being face-to-face -face with him. Uh, unlike the last go-around, his posture doesn't shift, and you don't see that reinvigoration in his face. That's That does not happen this time. And he looks at you, Zephra, and he says, uh, just directly, and, and loud enough because the others can hear, but just staring directly at you. If you think you can save this place, these people, you will by becoming their prey. And with that, he reaches out again to try to do his uh, uh, his unarmed strike. Okay. That like he's doing that. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. You're good. I'll oh, get you in okay. Yeah. Uh, he will succeed in that attack. But instead of dealing damage, he is going to grapple you. Oh, no. So before okay. before uh -huh. he can execute his next uh, step, his next action, go ahead and give me a, in a scale, be a strength check. Um, can we hand wave something? Kaz, bless mm -hmm. Alfred, not me. My, my attacks are not attack rolls. He, it goes against his... I, I'm not going to be making a roll to attack with that spell. So the D... I, I won't get to add that D4 is what I'm trying to say. That, that oh, okay. fire rain oh, deal that I do. No, yeah. Yeah. It's it's all of my... I mean, not that it wouldn't be beneficial for other stuff, but that's going to be my main attack going forward. So, uh, yeah, I'm good with it if Cody is, but I'm also good against it. No, no, that's I, fine. I, no, that makes sense. We haven't done anything with it yet, but yeah. Alfred's attacks are all going to be like roll to attack. Mine is he has that's to beat cool. a certain number. Yeah, 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 we, we, yeah. I'm fine with that as long as Cody. Okay. It, that's fine. Yeah. Good call, uh, Lindsay. 17. So you roll. You roll a seven. That's Damn. high. That's pretty high. Let me go ahead and roll my 
Especially with a zero bonus. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. As soon as he grapples, you you know what's coming, and I feel like the rest of you have kind of already voiced what's coming. I think there's uh, also a plus four on that too. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's there. There would have been. Yeah. As a saving throw, you could have if, thrown if, plus if four. If I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. You you do not. I will I'm say that it you out have succeeded, and you. As he reaches out to you and kind of grabs you and pulls you in, you are aware of what's happening. You kind of slide your way out from underneath. Okay. So he is oh, not I able to. Vapor. <laughs> yeah, he's not able to do what he wanted to, but he is going to try again. He is going to, okay. with his kind of multi-attack, he's going to try to grab you again, and that's not going to happen. So you you deftly move your way out of of his range, or at least out of his grasp for this time. Slippery, like Yay, eel. the dice are slightly on my side at the moment. Yeah. They're against like everybody, to... and I feel like rackety, rackety sacks or whatever. Yeah, rackety, rackety sacks. sacks. Yeah. Rackety sacks. There you go. You mean yackety right. sacks? I think he did, but, no, you know, rackety right. sacks works too. <laughs> rackety sacks. All right. What is Kaz's name in the group chat? Yeah, yeah that's the perfect time to change that. There you go. Okay. Alfred, you're up, and now you have that uh, that bonus. D4, as was mentioned, for your attack and your saving throws. All right, move up to here okay. and let loose another arrow. Okay. Mm. 21. Hmm. Yeah, and the thing that fell off my little cork board of patches of stickers falling right there didn't bother me at all. Huh. <laughs> that was cute. Perfect timing. Go ahead. Roll some damage. Roll that beautiful damage. Footage. Footage. Ten. Okay. And because because of what ha has happened uh, through this point, he is again not going to take the full full brunt of that. But he does take more than you felt he has from you before. Okay. You fe feel there's a little extra punch behind that. Go ahead, and any other moves you want to take? That's it. Okay. That is going to be Rasmus's turn. All right. Move up to here, uh, and as I'm moving, I'm going to cast Sacred Flame again, so dex 13. Yep. Zephyr, you've only taken five points of damage, right? Ooh, yes. Okay. Because the saving throw does... I think we've established saving throws don't crit fail, correct? Yeah, no. It's yeah, attack well, rolls and, and uh, like death saves, I think. Yep. That's all. Yeah, yeah, they do automatically. We roll. Spoiler alert for those of you, if you throw a, a D1 or a 1 when you're doing a death save at any point in this game, you're dead. Bye-bye. If, yeah, if you throw a D1, up. you broke the laws of, of physics. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm yeah. assuming he failed. Yes, very much so. Okay. All right, well, then he's going to take, uh, and that's a crit damage, eight it's points of radiant damage. Eight radiant damage. There you yeah. go. And, and he is going to feel every bit of that. Yes, sir. Zephra, oh, again, again, again yeah, face to face. Bonus action, but I'm going to hold it in case she gets too much hurt. Zephra, what I could do is I could bump your AC by two, but if I do that, then I won't have access to healing word because I've only got one more daily spell slot. So that's okay. I'd rather I'd rather be able to heal you than bump your AC. That might not be enough to save you from an attack in the first place. Yep. No, I'm cool. 
so then that's where I'm going to end my turn. But uh, uh, Rasmus is he's a little cocky after that one. He he's starting to feel that uh, that uh, Yelmater is is back on his side. He was feeling a little a little down this far down in the ground. He's he's a little more convinced now that things are rolling back around his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, before uh, Aiden, you go. Uh, Zephra, he's going to try to. Uh, now we've already. No, I, we haven't done that yet. He's going to try to reach for you again. One of his legendary actions is an unarmed strike, so he's going to try to go okay. for it. That ain't going to cut it. So you, you are you are proving quite elusive, both mentally and physically, to his his. Uh, I wild. am the wind. <laughs> Clearly, you are capable. So I've that's going to move to Aiden. I've always said Lindsay was mentally elusive. I wish, not to, I, w- I wish not to address that. Go ahead with your turn there, buddy. Uh, While I check the 56 emails from my pointless day off, apparently. Remind uh, me again. I can yeah. move diagonally, right? Yeah. yeah it's, just, can... it's, it's just five feet. So say if you were to move one to the other, it's just five. So if I were to go here, it'd be five, right? Correct. So 10, 15, 20, 25, mm-hmm. 30. And I'd, still, I'd still be able to hit him, wouldn't I? You would. That's, yeah, you, you use the full extent of your speed to get there. You are now in range. And that is what I would like to do. Once again, with the Sword of Destiny. Okay. Not its name, but all right, go for it. It's just the pen. I mean, you can name it that if you want, I guess. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> of Destiny. So it's uh, 1d20 plus uh, 4? Is that what I've what I'm heard? It's to hit? I, I think your attack rolls plus 4, yeah. Okay. I mean, it should be however it is listed in your... Plus 5, yeah. It's 1, mm. it's plus 5. Yeah, that's that's clean contact. Go ahead and roll that uh, that beautiful bean footage. That is a one d eight plus five with four radiant damage. I think or a one d eight for right. radiant or damage. Or one d four. Yeah. Yeah. So nine. Okay. So nine damage to radiant. Okay. Math is hard. Took a second there. Yeah, he is. Uh, he he's a bit shaken currently. You see, the the pallid skin kind of of this you know undead entity, as you can tell, is starting to uh, definitely become further paled and further drained. As especially these last two attacks from Rasmus and from Aiden are starting to impact it, and he has no desire. To was, be around here. Go ahead. I was going to say, when I slash him, I just want to look at him with the sword and say, it's mine now. He, he bares his teeth at you as he starts to move away. So he will invoke a legendary action to move. And he is going to say, it is only in your possession for now. I may not touch it, but it will remain here. With your body. And then I'm going to look at him and say, what you thinking about my body for? And, uh... <laughs> and then my he turn would, there. <laughs> he, would, he would, in fact, like to tap that ass, is what we're apparently establishing here. So he's is he a, back against the stairs, or is he on the stairs? He's Yeah, because the tile is kind of a weird placement, I we'll put him there. He is on the foot of the stairs. Okay. Oh, fuck. 
that's it for me. I guess that's actually, I guess that's actually helpful because like laughing at that goofy statement allows me to like actually art role play some fact that I I have to well, have to concentrate to hold on to the scroll right. I like, hate a blade. I gotta, like, the bless, it's a you concentration. Levitate, concentration concentration only breaks if you're attacked, so you don't have to hold the physical scroll. Oh, so I can still attack. attack and do my yeah. other things? Yeah, all concentration oh. is in respect to D&D is that you hold it steady, uh, and in your you case... You can't because, cast other spells, right. as I recall. You can't cast another spell, but you can still do a physical action, and that concentration is only tested if you are damaged. If you are damaged, and then there's a roll you would have to execute. So by casting this one means my spiritual weapon went away, though. Is that huh. a concentration? Uh, yeah, I didn't this one's a concentration. This one is spiritual is yeah. not. Yeah, that it wouldn't be. Okay. And plus, with it being a scroll, there's a little bit of wiggle room in terms of that. Savvy. Yeah, it doesn't matter much anyway because I believe I was right here on top of where uh, Alfred was. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't matter too much anyway. So I'm just going to kind of move a bit. Oh, oop, what in the hell's happening? You still have the draw tool selected. It came, it oh, came back bad. to bite you. <laughs> it did. The shit did come back to bite me. Um, let's make sure that this fucker don't do the same. Um, so I just move up a little bit. I'm, I just kind of like move five, 10, 15, 20. I move my weapon to here. Because it's currently where uh, Alfred is. So f mm -hmm. 5, 10, 15. So I'm going to put it in front of uh, Aiden here. Aiden, okay. And then I'm going to let a bolt fly at this fangy fucker. Okay. I'm going to go ahead for, for kicks and grins real quick. There we go. That there is now oh, the perfect. entity that Thank represents you. your thing. Uh, fucker. All right, so you're firing a bolt off at him? Yeah, yeah. even Wait. in his relatively diminished state, he is able to avoid that that cross bolt. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else for you there, Bjorn? I'm Other gonna than I, I'm going right to have to find a way to turn off drawing for anybody else because I can see this is going to be fun. <laughs> I never even started this. I did not know. I gave you a crab, Cody. <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. If I knew I, how to erase it, I would. I mean, I can take components of the crab unless you moved that, and I didn't mean to. <laughs> I did not. All right, so it means like I somehow <laughs> accidentally selected a component of the crab and can move it if I so choose. I thought he got sure crab leg. No, that's his eye. Oh, he's got oh. his crab eyes. <laughs> And one of his legs. Too. There you go. I really thought there was just thank you. I thought there was an easy eraser. I was just going to scribble it away. But... I know there's a clear all, which is what I've been using lately. There's probably yeah, have, an eraser component. Off. I haven't delved that deeply. All right. God. For fuck's really? sake. Really? Cool. Uh, Aiden. Oh, no, you're not up. Bjorn, you're not what? up. It's Zephyr's turn. Oh, okay. I'm being distracted. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, let's see here. I am going to go ahead and move up here. And I am going to cast Ice Knife again. Ice Knife. And nice. chuck it at him. Bro. Uh, 15. 15. And that's going to hit. Woohoo. 
So three so, piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then the deck save for cold damage. Yes, and deck save is eleven. He still succeeds on the deck save. So. Okay. And that's all I'm going to do this time. Yep. Since it is his turn, uh, he is actually going to... For those of you... Uh, well, all of you are in view, so you can see. Yeah, I'm glad someone figured it out. Yeah, riding in, you know, heel on the floor. Uh, he is actually going to uh, shift... He is going to transform back into that bat form. Oh. So he is going to, of course, I've lost my token that I needed. I should not have cast it aside. A bad feeling that the cats have discovered how to open cupboards. But say, man, I'm hearing some loud banging up there. I thought it was a vampire. All right. So instead, he is now this, and he has, uh, mechanically, just to kind of give you guys, he has flying speed of 30 feet, so. Is he going to be hardier? Is he Harder to hard? hit? Yes. I mean, as much as a bat can be mechanically, so I mean, it's it's going to now be a physical, or like a ranged attack, because he's up in the air. How high up is he? I guess is the question. I mean, at this point, from his attack or from his launching point and kind of where he's at, he's only about ten feet. It'd be ten feet. Okay, cool. So it's not terribly difficult for you guys. Is it my turn? It is your turn. Well, uh, I'm gonna move to here. Just get a little bit closer, make life a little bit easier. You make let, that attack roll. Let loose another arrow. Sixteen. Sixteen will hit. So go ahead and give the damage. Four damage. Four. Okay. It's not much, but I mean, again, you're you're doing you're you're you guys are whittling him down. Its flight path doesn't seem terribly deterred. Like, you catch it through a wing, it doesn't seem to be doing the best in terms of flight. But you do you impact it slightly. Uh, Tanner, do you have any other actions you need to take? Uh, there's nothing. I, I can't do anything else. Okay. Then he is going to use uh, movement again. He's going to invoke his legendary action for this round. Uh, to... He is going to be there. Oh, son Shit. of a bitch. <laughs> but that's so far away, vampire. It sure is. Oh. I can still hit him, but still. Yeah, you Rasmus, can't. You are up. I'm going to get up on him. Okay. Uh, okay, so he's 50. Oh, yeah, sorry. 10 foot like that is there anything for me to like grab onto if i were trying to to try to like make a jump there like try to i guess jump and grab the lip of it the platform yeah i mean it's kind of it's not rounded i mean it's a squared off platform there's not yeah. much in the way of like handholds on the edge no but you could 
You yeah. can certainly try. Yeah, I guess what my question would be is, is that part of my movement or is it going to take up my action to do so? I think we determined jump just to be a part of one's movement last turn or last time. Okay. So basically, if I move up to here and try to jump up there, it's, what am I looking at, like an athletics check? Yeah, but you said you're placing your feet on the iron grate? Like you're trying to like stand there and go up? Well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be like, like, I don't want to say running because I know that's its own action, but I'm going to try right. to like, like get a running start toward it. Where was I? I was right. Yeah. Here. Cause remember jump has the, uh, oh, how do we run it in terms of like, if you have a certain amount of head start, you have, you have two squares. Yeah. So one, two, three, and then I'm trying to jump to here. I guess I could basically pull myself up into the first square. I jumped diagonally. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to avoid actually stepping on it. So I back up one, then one, two, and then jump up to the ledge there. Okay. I guess the question is, if I fail, where does that put me? <laughs> I mean, if you fail, you're going to land on the grade. Yeah. No. That's a, ch that's a chance for another time. Okay. Um, do I still have line of sight on this guy? Yeah, because he's still... I mean, from, from your vantage point, you can see him... He's flying. Yeah. Okay. Sacred Flame. Let's try to burn him again. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, you got to go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Yeah, sorry. I was sitting here thinking yours was the... Uh, yeah, it's a deck oh. save. I was thinking it was an attack roll. Yep. That is... What's dex 13? Uh, uh, that is going to fail. So go ahead. All right. Do this again. Four radiant damage okay. this time. Yeah, so not a lot of damage, but you, uh, again, you see this bat getting stinged. <laughs> like it's that more than maybe the last attack gives it a throw off course. Okay. Um, God, I really want to get up to that platform, but I do not trust that, that great. Can I. If I move up to the edge of it, can I use my bonus action to like inspect the grade and see if it's it's like just basically grab hold of it, see if it's sturdy? Yeah, you can you can use the bonus action to do that. Okay. As soon as you like you put your hand, you give one good jostle of that tile or that grate, it comes up with you. Okay. Okay. So it is not secured like to the floor, like it's set in a pattern, so yeah, standing that, on it is not going to be. Yeah, you know that's that's about how you're noticing it with that pulls that it. Any weight put on it isn't going to go well, surely. Okay. All right, noted. Well, I'll just kind of you know show that to everybody and say, uh, "Careful, put it back." And that's it. So that moves us to Aiden Valmont. Is there any way that I could use my whip to catch anything up there and pull myself up? Or is that is that going too far? It is a bit of a creative license with the whip. The bigger thing than anything I would say is at least as things stand, no pun intended, the only physical components that you could even whip, and that's if your whip reached that far, would be the candelabras, but seeing as they're just set on the floor, mm -hmm. you'd just be pulling a flaming stick of wood back at yourself. That's probably not the the thing that I want to do. So Slightly suboptimal, yeah. 
I guess I'm just gonna have to run around this dumb vampire bastard and just go chase him. So that's what I'm gonna do. So, f- f- oh shit, I'm still on draw. So 5, 10, 15, 20, uh, 25, 30. I think I can get there. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go there and. I mean, just, if you if you wish, you can double move. Like your action can be. Oh double yeah, yeah, yeah. So right, you can move so another five, thirty feet. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, so I'm gonna go there, and I'm just looking yep. at him, and he could tell I'm he could tell I'm very upset with him, making me run this whole way. I don't have good cardio. Level one exhaustion to him. <laughs> I get tired Aiden just thinking is, about it. Aiden is the giant after Halloween Havoc '98. He's blown up. <laughs> no, I'm the Shannon. At the remedy a week and a half ago, wrestling in ninety degree weather, I'm blown up. <laughs> I'm blown up. Okay, so uh, Aiden's huffing and puffing, running. Bjorn, what you got? Yep. So I am going to let's see, it's right there because that's useless. So I am going to, I'm going to shoot a fucking bolt at this stupid bat. Yep. I hope that something happens. Damn it, where is my shit? Uh, ah, no. there it is. There we go. <laughs> oh my god, really? The yeah, first one. That's my the fault. First one. That's my fault. Let me delete these. That's my bad. Okay, I apologize. Okay. <laughs> so Bjorn in time is not succeeding very well, but that should be Poorly. a spiritual weapon. Do you wish to move that anywhere? Uh, I'm gonna leave it right there for now. Let's see, because there's not 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, if you move uh, to 20, I'm put you here. Yeah. I'm gonna leave it right there for now. Okay. And I think, I think Bjorn in time just needs to, like, I'm just gonna stick with it right where I'm at. Okay. So that brings us to Zephra. I think I'm going to, uh, Follow suit with my crossbow wielding friends and take out my own crossbow and take a shot at the bat. Okay. I'm done. You've ruined it. Yeah. Not great at all. Yeah. No, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it is going to. Uh, it's the first time you've had to draw that in quite a while, Zephra. So your your aim yeah. is not quite true on a, a small moving target. And in case it's, uh, well, is taking my weapon out count as the movement? I don't remember. I don't remember how we classified that. Let's say, um, I think we just did it kind of as a quick draw, because I don't really like the sheathing, unsheathing weapon. I don't care. Then uh, I'm going to go ahead and move myself up here to hopefully start doing a uh, pincer attack if need be. (laughs) Okay. That's all I got. Yep. All right, so that's going to bring us to Bat Boy, who is going to, in fact, now that he is here, uh, uh, reappear into his his human form, cool. as it were. Uh, because, again, the attack that both Aiden and uh, Rasmus appear, placed upon him last turn, he does not uh, have any 
vim or kind of posturing return to him. And you can tell now that he's kind of come out of that bat form and into this humanoid form. He is, he's a bit worse for wear. He's not, uh, there's no quick retorts. There's not a lot of wittiness here. You can tell this is someone who is starting to show, show the wear that has come with his time being here being what he is. He will look out. Um, he's going to move a little bit, actually. And from up on the platform, he's going to look down. And he's going to look down at Rasmus. Rasmus, you you kind of look up to, to see what's going on. Go ahead and give me a wisdom save. Uh, I feel need to ask, is this a charm effect? It's certainly trying. Oh, um, you are... Yeah, I have advantage, have advantage against, against that. Yep. yep. I mean, that did roll with advantage. So, what is that? Roll twice, take the better of the two? Right. And it is, you said a wisdom save? Right, yeah, wisdom save. Well, that's one. Mm-hmm. That's another. They're the exact same. <laughs> They sure are. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Oh, yeah. It is what it sure is. Are. Uh, uh, it, it takes you. Uh, if we were kind of zoom into your camera perspective, uh, what I described to Zephra kind of takes a little more hold on you. You kind of waver back and forth. You <clears throat> you kind of leave the room for a minute mentally, and you start seeing in your mind kind of this this pull and tug with whatever physical form you ascribe to ill modern or whatever you, you know, your entity's visage is to you. And mm-hmm. this dark humanoid being in front of you, that pull happens back and forth and you seem to lose yourself for just a moment, but something in the back of your head kind of pops as if like ill modern giving you mercy in this moment pulls you back out. You narrowly avoid this draw, this allure. And in his weakened state, kind of his physically haggard state, he looks at you and just trying to keep the decorum that a count would have is holding back just this visceral scream of anybody he wanted you out of the picture. And the fact that that didn't work enrages him. I'm gonna draw my shield back in front of me and take that mace and slap it against the the uh, symbol of Ilmater. Those crossed wrists with the the bound cord, mm-hmm. just like a like a drum beat almost, and just looking back in the eye. Okay. Yeah, that's all. That's all he's got. He's not. He's not in range to do much of anything to anybody else. So that is where he shall stay. Alfred, you're up. Uh, can I? Do I have a? Well, let me. Please work. Okay, Pray I'm on. gonna. Uh, no pig. <laughs> I'm gonna take a few steps back here, and am I able to take a shot where he's at? Yeah, go? I mean, from where he's at, I mean, you're still ten feet out. So if you're looking up ten feet up to that parapet, you probably would have had a clean, a decent shot where you were at. But yeah, stepping back is gonna give you a good vantage point as well. Oh. Yep. Well, Alfred, you're blessed. Go ahead and roll a d4. 
Technically, DM shouldn't help with that, but I figure it's eight more turns. It's 1030 at night. I yeah. can guess. So 16. I was going to say it to him if you didn't. <laughs> yeah. All right. 16 will hit. So go ahead and roll that damage. Yeah, because, of course, I gave up my bless, and then I needed it for saving throws. Right. Oh. Six piercing damage. Okay. Almost needed it. Yeah, dice ain't so good tonight. Mm-mm. Except for me. Dice ain't been so good in a while. True. It's been very kind to me, and I appreciate that. So, <laughs> all right. You you catch him pretty pretty squarely, and he, he shifts a little bit. He squares up again, but you can tell things are hurting a little more than they were. His his bounce back. He's not a, he's not doing any kip ups right now. That's for sure. Anything else for you, Red? That's it. All right, and that's going to move us to Rasmus. You uh, you know what was done to you, or at least what was attempted to be done to you. Clearly, as you invoke that uh, smacking of the shield. Yep. Um, I'm assuming I also do not have line of sight from his current location. Uh, you you would see. I mean, from being where you're at, looking up ten feet, you don't have much of one. So if you need to back up a little bit to kind of get yeah, into I'll just I'll do the same thing that that he did. Um, I'm going to spread us out a little bit though, so we're not all in the same location. Um, and I'm I'm gonna burn my last daily on another guiding bolt. I I want this guy dead, and I want him dead now. Okay, that's what Ooh. I wanted. Yeah, that'll. And so that's you shall. What, what is your what is your damage on that? Thirteen radiant damage. God, that's gonna, that's yeah, that's gonna hurt. hurt. Yeah, so that's that's right back from that uh, that that uh, what do we call it that neutronal wand blast you yeah. did last time? It's the same deal. So going from beating on that shield, he's going to turn and take it, swing it over his head for a minute, and just cast it out like a like a wand, basically. Yeah, and it's from your distance again. This is a cavernous room, so things kind of just echo and bound. You hear the the yell the, ah as it hits yes. him, and in fact, you. If you were a little bit closer, you'd probably hear what would account for a little bit of sizzling. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like that. Anything else fair for you, bud? No. Uh, I'm out of daily spills, boys and girls, so... <laughs> and now, over <laughs> the scene, you. it now says objective survive. Um, <laughs> that's where we Get are. Fuel tank is showing empty. That's empty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm done. Okay. So that's that's what you got, and currently he's he's where he's at. So go ahead, uh, Aiden, you're up. Uh, all right. So I guess I could theoretically run run down to flip off the wall and parkour over across to the platform. If you mean roll over the hood of a car and just do parkour, then yes, you can do that. <laughs> Nothing else. No, like if you were near the sarcophagus, no. you could probably do a little bit of a somersault on the sarcophagus lid. Just go parkour. But realistically, there's no way to jump across that, right? There's just not enough space. I'm assuming. Right, you you have no head of steam to generate. Like, okay. Horizontal. I'll just try it anyway. Then I'm just gonna. I'm just looking down and seeing Rasmus going to town on the guy as I'm just constantly running. And I just wipe the sweat off my forehead. Like, goddamn, motherfucker's gonna kill him before I get there. And I'm gonna just keep going. Please, please never again use the phrase Rasmus going to town on the guy. <laughs> I would like to. 
because of the like implication. To <laughs> right, it's the implication. That's the issue. Tony, you certainly wouldn't be in any danger. That's for sure. Okay. No. I'm, I'm, just, swear to God. I'm just looking at him yelling out, I'm coming for you. <laughs> so yeah, he don't care. Gonna, he's going to just turn into a fucking bat when you get there. He's going to go. He's grounds keeping He's just going to fly away again. Son of a Bob bitch. Hears you. He's just going to fly Ruff away from care. his problem. At least this time you can jump down. <laughs> like, it's true. <laughs> yeah. hurt his ankle. You got that going for you. Yeah. Groundskeeper Willie hears you. Willie don't care. That's that's what you're getting from the outlaw crowd. <laughs> All right. So if you got your double move, Bjorn, what you got? I'm gonna move with one bonus action. I'm gonna move that my my scythe with it like five, ten. Let's see, five, yeah. ten, fifteen, twenty. I'm gonna move it to right here. Sorry. Yeah, right there. Yeah. No, you're, you you had, you had five, it. ten, fifteen, twenty. Yeah, that's right there. Yep. And then so this thing's gonna come up to the side of him and just swipe at his head while I'm letting another boat go. Okay. Go ahead and roll for the, uh, fucking machine. You better give me a swear. God. (laughs) I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. That's going to hit. So in your case, that is, it's force damage of one D eight plus. Sorry. Did already roll it? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's a crit. That's a nat 20 right there. So we do max damage on that plus your unarmed strike, which the spiritual weapon is 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. So in this case, it would be just your melee modifier. Yeah. That would just be the plus two, I guess it is. Yes. Yeah. So 1d8. Um, But I just want to note, I, I just want to point out the first one is my unarmed strike. That's the. Oh, right. yeah, you're seeing it, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then the crit is on my crossbow. Yeah, so give me a... Let's click roll damages and see what happens. I want to see if it's calculating it right. Or if it'll show it to me, maybe. Oh, that's not... I feel like right. the last time you did the roll damage on the crit, it no. did the, the double. Yeah, well, that's I wasn't going to do the crit just for your unarmed strike. So go ahead and give me a 1d8 plus 2, Kaz. Yeah. Cool. And then, yep, so that's that's with the scythe, and then yep. that's with the crossbow. So max damage is... Well, what, what's your max damage for your crossbow? Oh, sorry. 1d8 plus 3. Plus 3 piercing, so 11. Okay. Yep. Uh, again, with the piercing, with, with both of those, uh, he's less impacted than he has been by other attacks, but he is on... He's on the doorstep. Like he is not great. He's just here from across the way. Just hang in there, bro. I'm almost there. Yeah. <laughs> and I and like in it, when both of these connect so like at least much better than before, I kind of like just get a little bit more energy as far as back into the fight, realizing that okay, you know, it, it's not gonna be complete misses over and over. Yeah. So uh anything else for you before we move to Zephra? Oh, that's it. Okay. Go ahead, Zephra. I am going to follow Aiden's lead in the other direction and double move. Okay. Well, which should put me like here. And just leave it at that. Okay. 
So that moves us to him, who is going to uh, – and all of you are going to be able to see because you're all in view. He's going to move himself uh, inside that sarcophagus, and he's going to try to pull the lid shut. Oh. Uh-huh. And that's where he will be. That is his move. That is his turn. Well, okay, so I'm assuming he has super strength because me and Kaz literally pulled the top of that thing off and hit the floor with it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's gifted. Okay, <laughs> just making sure. Because yeah. in, my, in my head, I like to see him inside of it trying to pull it up, going like, he's starting to sweat <laughs> like a cartoon. He's trying like, to reach oh. down, like, go, go, gadget arm yeah. and curl it, preacher curl it yeah. over. Yeah, because it is on the side. Kids. And this is a concrete thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the material hasn't been mentioned. I mean, in my case, I've kind of, it's depicted like point. it's stone. It's I kind of think it's wood like anything else would be. You know? <laughs> it's just packing peanuts. <laughs> so you're literally going to get there. You're going to be knocking on it going, what the? F- <laughs> well, it's, the it's the Lonely Island song where they talk about paint in a styrofoam coffin and uh, brown paint. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I double move trying to catch up with him. Okay. And I'm done. Okay. Rasmus. Um huh. I do not love the idea of trying to jump up there, but I'm I'm not gonna make it in time to try to run all the way around. So oh man. Um I'm gonna try it. I'm I'm gonna try to leap up there, basically. It would if if I land it, it'll land me here. I assume if I don't, I'm going through that great. But right, or at least you're you're gonna have to do a strength check to kind of see how you uh, catch that. Yeah, I wish I'd actually try to do that now. So you, so, uh, Rasmus, I know you got on some armor, you got some stuff, and your strength's ten. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So you've, yeah, this is uh okay. So you can, I, I'm guessing it's an athletics check to yeah, try to jump. Yeah, you mean athletics check to kind of secure yourself there, because the, the jump is going to put you basically like grabbing on the edge to pull yourself up. So yeah. Nope. Nope. You, um, yeah, you hit that grate, and because you kind of know what happens, you're going to uh, actually before you you kind of go all the way through. Give me one more. Uh, give me a deck save. Dex save? Okay. Dex save. Uh, nope. And you nope. get a plus four. No, you I don't. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't nope. because he took Alfred, Alfred instead. Oh, shit. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. All right. So you are going to actually uh, fall through. You are going to land on the floor about uh, 10 feet down. Okay. Go ahead and give. It's going to be. It's not much, but it's something. You're going to take three damage. Okay. Noted. Yep. Yeah. And for you, uh, you land on your back and you kind of feel the. You feel kind of that little bit of stickiness that blood would have if it hasn't fully dried. Gross. Uh, you kind of. Because you're. I'm not going to put you in a prone state, but you're. You've fallen through. You're not. Yeah, you're not rolling around like Vinkman in the slime, but you know it's there. <laughs> I feel so funky. Uh huh. <laughs> All right, Aiden. All right, continuing the journey. One, two. Yeah, I was going to say, it would have been pointless for me to try to go all the way around. So yeah. somebody may as well do it. 
Alright, well, I got there, but I can't do anything. Okay. So, uh, I'm just gonna, just I'm just gonna, hard. yeah, double over and breathe in, do some woo sighs <laughs> on the spot. Okay. And that's gonna be it for me. Okay. Bjorn? I can't do, I'm, man, I'm watching everybody, like, try to jump up on this thing and slip off of it and. One person tried to jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> but in my mind, I just see that happening and I see myself doing it too. But I'm going to... So what were you doing? You just jumped up there, gripped it, and was going to pull yourself up? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try that myself. What's your strength, Bjorn? Yours is 10 as well. Yeah, so it'll be the same situation. You're going to have to give me an athletics check. Let's see. Cool. Oh, no, actually, I'm plus two on athletics. That's okay. That's better. All right, here it goes. I scale that shit. Okay, that's twenty one. Like, yeah, you are you are able to to grasp that edge. You you are fortunate enough to where you get a position where there isn't as much blood, or at least what is there is dried, so it's not going to impede you. You kind of pull or, yourself up, and you are now on the platform. Or the or that blood energized me when I touched it. I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I run over here, and since. I don't know. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm going to end it right here as far as my move. I'm going to bring the my scythe over. Shit. Can I not grab it? I guess I can't oh, yeah, it. I can. So I assume oh, okay, there sorry. somewhere in its vicinity. Yeah. Actually, if you want, go ahead and delete that one. There we go. So I just need this as a... Oh, I can't move it? If you drew really? it, you should be able to move it. That's what I thought. Oh, here we go. Damn, that thing. Okay, yeah. So both I'm going to uh, see if I can move the thing. Can I move the top at all? Yeah, if you if you give it a shove, like the, the lid goes freely. Okay. Like there's nothing there... locking it in place, so like you can move yeah. it. I'm just like, hey, where are you going? I sling the, the, the thing off. Is he in there? Yeah. Okay. So when he does that, I, t I, t well, I don't know. It's the vampires, man. They're tricky. Is he in there? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, take a I, I didn't have any elaborate wordplay for that moment. I didn't expect the question. <laughs> I was kind of expecting to Sorry, pop shit, out. Sorry, shit. I forgot to tell you guys. This is all... Oh, what's the movie with Hugh Jackman and uh, Christian Bale? It's oh, the, the, uh, prestige? the prestige. Yeah, it's all yeah. the prestige. This entire campaign is just the prestige. There ain't nobody there. Uh, Rasmus, you're about to see some shit about a turn. Cass <laughs> kicked the lid off, and Cody's like, "I don't care." Cass like, "Ah, shit, I don't care either." <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Prestige. Okay. That's a good movie, though. It is. It is. Yeah. For the record, fifteen on the uh, scythe. Okay, I, against him or the lid or what are we doing here? I I already flung the lid off. Oh yeah, He's you did. There, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, it did it come off? Yeah, it did. Yeah, sorry, I I, I got and focused on the prestige bit. And I forgot the other component. Oh. Yes. Cody, if he's the on that side, if he's on that side of the lid and he pushed it off, wouldn't it topple over on me crushing my spine? <laughs> yeah, you're probably fucked. Yeah. Thanks, I mean, fortu fortunately for you, if you were to do material check, it long this way. is made of styrofoam, so it's fine. You can just flip it yeah. off or leave it. Yeah. 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 I pushed it long ways. So All right, here we go. sitting One in a cooler? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a Yeti cooler. Blood Yeti. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, that is going to... Okay. So it does damage. It's still because of the way that does. Not enough to to kill him, but he is, like, even in his sleep, or at least in that state, you hit him in the chest, or that scythe hits him in the chest. His eyes dart open. He's awake, but he's still there. Okay. And do I have an attack move, or did I use that in a process of jumping up here? Or pushing the coffin over? Or, or yeah. Well, I mean, the, the coffin lid I didn't give a check towards, so I would say you still have... See, jump would have been your action, I guess, in terms of That would of have been that. my action. So, yeah. yeah, so that's that's my move. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I uh, don't think I can 5, 10, 50. Yeah, I just kind of back up a touch, though, because I... No, I, that would put me at disadvantage, wouldn't it, if I backed away? I mean, you don't have an advantage or anything currently. Like, if I just kind of, like, use the last of my move to yeah, come over Yeah, if you have movement have speed to still to do things, yeah, you're good. Yeah, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I can only move back to there, right there. Okay, I'm done. I'm good. All right. Zephyr, what you got? From your vantage point, you're kind of level, but the lid is off. There's a body there. Um, I'm just going to keep with my double move to make my way to them. And I apparently decided to, like, phase through the wall in the process. Yeah. You decided <laughs> to embrace the darkness. Okay. All right. That's all I got. All right, so him being awake, Bjorn, he feels it. He is going to uh, burst forth probably isn't a great phrase for it, but he is going to arise from this. He's Rise, chicken. Chicken, arise. <laughs> yeah, he did not gain much, much rest, as you can imagine, with how you guys handled that. He seems a little bit physically capable, but not... Not really much. Again, he is very haggard. He is not doing great. Uh, but he looks at you, Bjorn, and just, how dare you? And he's coming for you. So he's going to move on you, and he's going to go ahead and do uh, that first attack for uh, unarmed strike. Bad Bjorn, bad Bjorn. What you going to do? Bjorn, your arm class is 13, so that is going to succeed. And again... Uh, instead of trying to uh, just hit you, he's going to grapple you. So go ahead and give me your escape attempt. It'll be Which a strength, that? Uh, strength, strength DC check. I don't want uh, it to happen. Saving but... throw or just in general? Just saving throw. Yeah. How great would it have been if he had come out of the coffin, just reached over to Bjorn and just tore his throat out, killing him instantly? <laughs> just like you son of a bitch type moment. We all would have went, oh. <laughs> this guy real. Bjorn, you are... You, like Zephyr for a moment, feel like you're going to be able to do that same move where you kind of like duck underneath and get out of him, but he cinches in that arm further instead. Wait, doesn't he get the... Can he use the plus four on that? No, he didn't bless himself. It, it's not himself. Oh, it's his. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Damn. It's bigger than 17. That's a, that's a, that's a grappling arm. It's a good grip. That's a good arm. It's a good grip. Well... You needn't fear because his next thing, trying to pull some something out of you, isn't going to work because you're still moving enough. He's going to try to uh, bite into you, but you're you're a wily beast, and he is not able to secure those fangs. So you are grappled, but he can't do that. Damn vampires! All right. So that'll be the end of his turn. But he looks 
he looks at the three of you that are kind of closing in. He looks at Bjorn. He says, ah, one of you might be mine yet. Why is there a dick in the statue room? <laughs> I mean, that goes along with... I, I, is there sex in the statue room? To the class of 1999? It's not the champagne room. I mean, well, there are no explicit rules against it. All right, uh, Alfred. Well, now that he's come out of his his, his coffin, I, I get a Alfred gets a little smile on his face and notches an arrow and lets her fly. Yep. Did I lose the music because I accidentally backed out of the window? And or lets her fly. I hear Maybe. the music still. Yeah, I've still got the music. What's four? One D four. I've thirteen. Let me get my D. Yeah, give me one D four. It's 17. Yep. Go ahead and roll damage on that longbow. Six piercing damage. Okay. So it's it's still diminished, but he is he's feeling the weight of it. Right. Bjorn, you actually kind of feel that grip relinquish slightly. He clamps back down, but he you can tell that what that hit was was enough to make him flinch. Okay, and I, I'm able to go ahead and move my 30 feet. Correct. Thank you. All right. Rasmus, you're you're underground, friendo. Yep. So the space that you are occupying, it is... Uh, it's a five-foot-wide path. It's, you know, about the size of a square, and it wraps around that platform. Uh-huh. Uh, the platform and the walkway are kind of up about... 15 feet if my math is right from that but you can there's nothing impeding you from walking around okay. down here I, I will say that as you kind of move through the floor it's covered in blood it's sticky and it's wet so it's not comfortable I'm sure if I double move that's as far as I can get yep. and that is where you shall be Uh, Bjorn, since you're still in his grasp, he's going to he's going to go ahead and try one more time to uh, sink the teeth in Damn as it. a legendary action. What's your AC? Thirteen. Thirteen. Well, this one's actually going to take a little bit. So let's roll some damage. Oh lord! What if Kaz's character doesn't have any blood? Good look at him. That's what I was. Yeah, look at I am I'm very gaunt. <laughs> I mean, you've just talked three times in a session about drawing power from blood on the floor. You probably got some stored in them bones somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but Kaz's character them, is them under not a, so dry bones. He's under It'd a blood, like blood order. Right. So you are going to take eight piercing damage and two necrotic damage. Holy well, son of a bitch. That's like half the damage. That hurt a lot. Yeah. yeah. Your, your hit point off. total is going to be reduced by two because of that necrotic damage. So, 12. Oh, no, no, no. You won't take two more off. Like, whatever your maximum is, if someone were to heal you, that cap is lowered by two. Hey, so, in your case, thing. until you take a long rest, your temporary <laughs> max round? is now 20. Got here's, it, got it, got it. Got here's it. the good news. I can't heal you right now anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm out. He can. 
Uh, homeboy right. over there. You got lay on hands. I think. Do you have access to lay on hands yet? Um, I got. I uh, cut his arm off. Uh, no, <laughs> I got, uh, I've got cure wounds. No, there you go. Okay, so he can't heal. He can't heal you. I also have Bjorn for the record. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought more than one of you did. Uh, Bjorn, you feel a little bit of life drain from you. Obviously, not just with the damage, like the puncture, but you feel some of your force leave you. And it's not much, but the the fingers do curl it a little bit more, kind of grab that shoulder a little tighter. There's a smidge. Uh, of extra juice I'm dying in front of everyone. <laughs> this is just, yeah, but to yeah, be fair, in front of me, if it makes you feel better, I can't see this. Hey, hey, you, <laughs> under the ground. Hey, you look like you've been dying for a while now. Right? That's true. I've been dying since like forever. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're all you're up forever, <laughs> He meant soon? <laughs> so did I. Uh, I'm going to finish this. Because he upsets me. So I'm going to just, I'm going to do that thing you suggested I do earlier. And I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to parkour over the coffin. And uh, I'm going to swing that rapier directly at him. Uh, Would he get disadvantaged for grappling and coming from behind? I mean, there's no sneak attack. He's aware of him doing parkour over the sarcophagus. <laughs> but he's locked in with me. So he's like, right. in that, like, there's less defense. Grapple. Yes. Yeah. Grapple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Correct. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm going to roll 1d20 plus 5. And then I'm going to roll. Well, it doesn't matter if I roll the 1d4, does it? There's no way I could possibly do it. That's. What do you mean? What nope. was your damage roll? 10. Or your attack roll? No, it'd be 14 best. Yeah, 14 is best. No. And what if I have inspiration? Does that do anything? Because I've never done anything with it. Yeah, you do. And uh, we'll we'll revisit how that'll work moving forward. But yes, you've had it this entire time. So you can roll inspiration. Will that do anything here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I believe you're going to be able to re-roll. I want to do that then. (laughs) I want to do that then. See, there was a reason I hadn't done it yet. Because you didn't remember what it does? No, because I was saving it for this moment. <laughs> this specific moment. This yeah, you, you when you can use it to roll for an attack, saving throw, and ability check to give yourself advantage. So yeah, go ahead. Roll one more time. Alright. Well, fuck. I'm gonna roll the one D four though. Yeah, there it yes. is. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Everybody's D4s are landing, so oh. I'm happy about uh, that part. You know what? You don't have to uh, to calculate any damage. All right. I'm Tell me roll. how you do it. 1D4. F- Wait, oh, what? One hit point for like a half an hour. I can almost get uh, Nobody's hitting him. Nobody's fucking hitting him. All right. Uh, Go ahead. Tell me how you do it. I roll over the parkour. I, I don't yell parkour. Uh, he's got he's got uh, Bjorn. He flips him to me, and he, as he starts to say something to me, smart ass, I just shove that rapier straight through his fucking face. Wait, okay, and, t- and tell him you talk too much. Oh boy, you never <laughs> shut up. You never shut up. <laughs> yeah, he is going to again, much like what we talked about with Rasmus's sacred flame, you're going to hear sizzling as that rapier penetrates through his head and it's going to kind of burn away the visage a bit. And you hear this guttural as he just, the life force drains out of him. 
he kind of lets go Bjorn, that grip that he has goes. He falls to his knees, and he just falls down. He is on the ground. Your rapier is embedded currently into his head, but he is... Uh, he's not moving. He's done. And with it, that, Count Lagroft has died. He was dead to begin Can with. I, you Can know I that. reach down and take one of his teeth? I mean, it's currently a bit scorched from the radiant damage and the uh, effects of having a blessed item impact his face, but you could <laughs> certainly try to rip it out. I'll pull the sword yes, out would, of his head just I would for like, you, Bjorn. <laughs> well, that's what I get leverage from. Oh, okay. That's what I'm using as a tool. To, like yeah, loosen while this insanity up. is happening, I want to go through those steps and hit him with the the Danny DeVito. Where's the fire? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I'll... look at him. I like I literally look down with Rasmus with just like this really weird puzzled look on my face while I'm sawing a tooth out of his face. <laughs> Once he gets that tooth out, right. I'm just gonna take my hand axe, you know, just to double tap and make sure, and I'm just gonna chop his head off. And then I'm gonna throw his head down on the ground and tell Rasmus, "There he is." Yeah, <laughs> 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 that's a man's head. Head. <laughs> okay. All, all right. right. <laughs> with with all of that, anything that currently would have impeded your path is is no longer here. We are out of combat. Your this area, you feel some, not a lot, but some of kind of that heaviness, that weight, spiritually or emotionally, you are feeling alleviate slightly from you as this happens. Can uh, I, you uh, are you are free to move about. Can we go check on the girl? See if she's had any change. You can, yeah. Both, both. I mean, from this door, from the inside, you would be able to open this one to the north, but also this one is obviously free for your passage as well. Yeah, we'll go over there first and double check on her and see if she's looking any better or feeling any better. Probably shouldn't be the one running over, seeing that I'm the blue giant. <laughs> yes. Let For me... whomever does check on Willa, uh, you get there and you see color has returned to her. <clears throat> there is nothing in the way of current impact to her being. Oh, before we I, leave, I, I run over. Actually, check Logroff, not just like sawing his fucking teeth out. Like, does he have anything on him worth taking? Yeah, you you can physically check his body. There, uh, it doesn't really seem to be anything of note physically on him. No, okay. sir. He's pretty standard in terms of his wares on his person. I was gonna say that's what I'm looking for. Like, like jewelry, like anything that looks like it's got like a family crest or anything like that. I, I'm yeah. Is there anything I, inside the coffin? No, if you if you were to check the coffin, it's kind of much right. the same thing. There's still kind of some bloody handprints of recent meals, but as it stands, it seems to be a fairly ornate, maybe not the right word, but it's a little bit more than your plain Jane wooden coffin. Like there's some hufted material. There's something that would be a more comfortable rest, as it were. Is there anything in this graded area, like down where Erasmus was at? Any, if you want like, to look around, area. all you're finding is wet and sticky blood. Is and that where, the, and that's where that uh, that staircase went to? Yeah. Okay, I missed that part because I was I was react or I was yeah. responding to yeah the staircase. You would have come through. He would have come through okay. here and climbed up. Okay. So I, I run up here to her and I just like show my neck and I'm like twinsies. 
But seriously, y'all better watch me. Uh, watch she me. looks at you and kind of puts her hand on her neck. And for those of you that are nearby, you see the puncture wounds are slightly healing. They're not instantaneously gone, but you can kind of tell there's there's less necrosis. Like anything you would see that would maybe hold them open is starting to slowly. Like it's going to take the course of some days, but she is going to be restored. I would dare say this girl is okay. So we need to get her out of here and also get ourselves out of here. And Bjorn, for yes. what it's worth, you would notice the same on yourself. Okay. Like the necrosis that would hang around there is not going to keep them open permanently. And in the, the other backstory pieces of the puzzle is not going to be affected negatively. Not currently. Got it. Not with this. So I guess we're right. heading. So you are you are free to navigate. I'm going to go ahead and take you out of here for the time being. So we'll kind of just do this verbally as it goes. Okay. So you are free to move about any of the impediments or the impedances you would have encountered in terms of locking doors, things like that are no longer going to impact your return. If you were to go upstairs, uh, unfortunately, and I don't know, uh, for those of you, if anyone were feeling the need to seek out uh, Igor, uh, you would not receive a response. Is he just okay. gone? He disappeared? Uh, depends on where you check. If you were to, if you were to go to his room, uh, you would see that he is not drained, but he is no longer among the living. Oh shit! Um, oh, you mean he's like he's he's gone? Yeah, like dead. do we know how he died? Is there any visible? If, if you were if you were to walk up to his person, you would kind of notice a quick uh, behind neck snap would have taken care of that. Oh. You get the feel. You get the feeling that Lagroth figured out who would have helped you guys make it to where he was at. Can uh, I'm gonna look at Rasmus? Can we uh, can we get a can we get a thing over here possibly? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I'll 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 kneel by him and and kind of perform some rites, just whatever you know uh, the standard affair is. Um, obviously, I don't know who he followed, if anyone. So I'm gonna have to go with my own kind of right. you know what I know to do. Um, but I'll talk about, you know, Ilmater guiding him on his his journey and, and um, uh, leaving this world behind and that sort of stuff. Okay. And if his eyes are open, I'm going to make sure to close them, too. Mm -hmm. Understandable. Okay. So as you as are there any, uh, if you need help with it, I can show the map. Is there any last locations you wish to explore before you... Uh, leave because as you go up again, all the locked doors, all the things that would have blocked your path are no longer impacting you. There was one big room on the floor just above this that that, that we were where we ended um, that we didn't spend much time in. Or oh, like our statues and something. The dragon room, the like super demonic. Yeah, room? yeah, that oh. thing. I don't need to necessarily see it. I just I there we didn't go in there. Oh, you're talking so, about, yeah, the, let me pull it up. The sacrificing-looking room. Right. Yeah, the one Igor told us to never, ever, 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 ever go into. Yeah, yeah. bottom right down there. Yeah. If you were to enter, again, these doors are no longer locked or impeded. If you were to enter, uh, you would notice as you kind of step over and onto that, well, as Bjorn kind of makes his way through, if you were to step onto the floor in that area, 
uh, you would notice those different drawings, those occultish symbols on the floor, painted in blood. What about that and book? You, the book over here in the corner? Yeah. Let me pull through. I, I will note that nothing triggers in this room once you guys enter. So you are able, again, to freely to move as you will. All that is in the corner is... It, it looks as a, a, an incantation book. Something that would invoke if utilized by someone who knows it. Whatever dark rituals were performed in this room. In terms of a text or something that you would recognize or be something of use to you, it would not really be beyond I here. I want to hand that book to Zephra. Ask her if that's going to help her with her stories. Something good to write about. No, that can stay here. <laughs> Uh, I would also ask Willa if there's anywhere she needs to go now that the castle is free of, you know, whatever. Is there anything she needs to collect or any, any anywhere she needs to go other than out? He kind of looks at you. It's Everything's kind of a fog clearing for her, but all she says is, I, I wish to go back to my village. Oh, also, I, I, I wish I, we've unchained her, Kresk. I believe. Yeah. Hmm? Would that happen to be Kresk? Mm-mm. She she shakes her head and says, "No, that's far too, far too north, far too away from my home. I am from Barovia, the village of Barovia." But almost oh, okay. so, Kresk is not in Barovia. From the map, you would think that Kresk is in the land of Barovia, but that there's okay. It's yeah. the city, county, and state of New York. Exactly. It took the bit I was going to go for. Exactly. Yeah, no, there is a village of Barovia it. and then Barovia proper being the land. Got it. That makes she, sense. She would, okay. she would take the time to talk about that. Kresk is a place here, though. So wherever okay. you have gathered that name from, because she wouldn't have been around for it, she acknowledges yeah. that it is a location here. I would say that maybe we should pay Barovia a visit. Escort I home. would, too. But at the same time, uh, that map that we found had Kresk circled on it. I mean, we can address that later. We don't have to make our move now, but I am, right. I am curious about what's there. Whenever we're done here, I am also curious about the the fog that was outside. If any of that yes. has listed. one of the one thing I want to check on the some of the spirits that we've seen throughout the house, whether it be the caretaker or the two people dancing. I just want to see if they're still okay. Yeah, again, you guys can can move through. Uh, I, I will say. Intriguingly enough, the the ballroom dancing couple are still there. Again, nothing of this has seemed to impact their existence at all. Uh, so as I peek my head in, I subtly but you know happily say that you know he is gone. Lagroff is gone, and I punctuate that by throwing his head in there. Yeah, that's gonna go really well. <laughs> Why did that's, you bring that's it? Great. <laughs> Yeah, why? That's actually a very good question. It's Shannon. Why like, are we questioning this? I pull out two, flip it like a coin, and put it back in my I, pocket. All I'm saying is, like, legitimately, <laughs> legitimately, as a monster Listen. hunter, he would want proof that the monster is dead. So he would take the head as proof and to show all other threats that it has been conquered and killed. And as a true hunter, I take trophies. 
In fact, what he would probably do on the way out is if there was a spear like Tanner's talking about, he would plant that spear in front of the mansion and put that head on the pike and walk off. Okay. So. Uh, Hey, before we leave, there's a manor house we never even addressed, like a guest house outside. There is. Yeah. I mean, I I don't want to, you know. Keep us here till midnight, but I yeah. would like to at least briefly know what's happening there. I will. I won't belabor the point much for those of you. So if your explorations in the house are done, you guys are able to exit the house. Rasmus, if you were to go in to the the servant quarters, the manor house, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. it does look like it has been long abandoned. In terms of some of the general accoutrement you would have seen throughout the house, like bed clothes, you know, knickknacks small books things of things of non-importance uh throughout here but it looks like it has been long abandoned and actually unlike the house itself it doesn't seem that igor came in here to keep up appearances this there are no candelabras lit this is as it was okay so the fog is lifted is that what i gathered Uh, at least a little bit off the the perimeter but actually, for those of you, uh, as you come out of the manor house, uh, Rasmus, the rest of you, I assume you're kind of just gathering outside. Uh, if you so wish, there is the ability to find a, a piece of wood from the stable or the manor house. And you could probably affix something on top of it there, Aiden, if you uh, desire to do that. I do. Serve as a okay. warning to all the other monsters. Okay. As you plant that in the ground, Rasmus, as you come out of the manor house and as the rest of you are there, uh, the mist kind of parts as you kind of see down the road, uh, going back to that main road you were on, uh, you actually see a carriage being led by two horses making their way up the path to this house. It's horse time. And the, the entity or the person sitting in the, the front of the carriage seat or the kind of the wagon seat, as it were, kind of leading the charge, uh, looks at the uh, six of you. Or five of you, sorry. I'm thinking of myself, including the number. Well, he looks at the five of you and inquires, you are not who I expected to see here. Who did you expect to see? I didn't expect to see anyone here. <laughs> I expected to retrieve Count Lagroff. Oh, yeah, oh, he's back this? there. Yeah, I'm going to point to the head. House now. Oh, he, he, he looks to the head, his eyes kind of saucer for a second. Uh, he looks at just good word. <laughs> he kind of looks at the rest of you. I suspect that answers my question about the Count's current presence. May I ask why you have placed his head upon a flank of wood? I was scheduled to pick him up for his visits to Vallaki and Kresk to meet with the Burgomasters. I mean, he can take his head if you want. What a coincidence. I'm going to look at Rasmus. We were actually on our way to Kresk as well. I get right. And since uh, he... you won't be needing him... I would like to ask you, Aiden, since you seem to be speaking for the party, he's going to look at you in this moment, why you felt the need to behead Count Lagroff. Instead of running my mouth, I'm going <laughs> to 
I'm about to turn to Rasmus and lean in close and just say, all right, so I'm not going to just act like a dick here. What do you think I should say? I'll just start kind of speaking for him and just effectively say, um, well, he certainly seemed like he was interested in ours. I, 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 I leave my head over. I'm like, this motherfucker bit me. So he, he's dead. <laughs> Again, he is going to uh, kind of be shocked. My word. I, that is not the, the count I have known. Pr- pray tell what happened. Is his family okay? Not his, quite. His family yeah, is good. Uh, Everything's good. I'll recount each individual one. I've got them written down, but basically the you know the gist of the the story being that one of the kids was sent away. The wife is dead. The the boy child uh, turned as well. Um, the doctor, Doctor Friedman, the housekeeper, all of them in various states of death and undeath. Even poor Igor. He he sits in the carriage and, and shakes his head. You can kind of see him become Im- impacted sadly. He's he, and he says it. My word, I I have not seen the count in many moons because of our travels and the work. But this is uh, and he kind of trails off. He seems what precisely is the work? He he looks at you and he says the the, the job of Count Lagroff was to serve as the the liaison with some of these villages. He was scheduled to visit with the Burgomasters, those that kind of lead the affairs of the village. Barovia is a very disparate land with lots of detached locations, and Count Lagroft was one who who represented affairs of this area with those Burgomasters, served as, as I said, a liaison with those places. My friend, your, your Count Owen... I was just going to say, perhaps we can take that job up in his stead, because he certainly won't be performing it anytime soon. He looks as if no, I do not not believe he will be. Uh, Alas, instead of of that, maybe let me counter with an offer. I am on my way back to the village of Barovia. It is the nearest village up this path, about a half day's travel. If you would do me the favor in exchange for a safe passage to Barovia, and he holds up a letter that you would notice has an embossed wax seal on it, uh, deliver this to the Burgomaster in Barovia. My travels take me quickly to other locations, but uh, there is room in this carriage for me to take your entire traveling group there safely. Before we commit to anything, I'm going to ask Willa, like, is this is this on the up and up? Because this is where you need to go, right? She nods about Barovia being on the up and up. She doesn't know who this person is or doesn't recognize him. Mm-hmm. But but Willa will acknowledge, I, I was only here for days, a few weeks, if even. Again, time, right. time was not accountable for me, but this is not someone whom I have encountered previously. Then to the rest of them, I'll just ask, do we have a better option? No, look unfortunately, no. At all the darkness and just go, no, no. Yeah, is the I'll fog and everything gone? The again, the, the fog that goes to that main path has dissipated. So again, your your path, at least down to where you would have started and been forced this way, has Tell cleared. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, I would say let's all right. do it. <clears throat> then this yeah, person will nod and say, uh, fair travels then, please. And he will kind of 
step off the platform for the carriage, open the door. Inside, it's not ter- again, not the most ornate thing on the planet, but it is comfortable. The, the seating is padded with a little bit of tuft material. There are locations where you could light a candle for reading or what it is that you would do as you would travel down your path. Well, Cody, as you know, I don't, I don't need to do that because I have dark vision. Yeah, there it is. I, uh, I'm gonna it's help. Not good load. to breathe in the dark. It's bad for your eyes. I want to help load everybody no, else my in eyes there. Are great. And I want to be the last person to step in. And when I do, I want to look at this gentleman, look back at Logroff's head, and look at him, and to kind of, you know, nod at him and tell him, "I, you better be honest." He he looks at you kind of inquisitively, honest about what? It just has. I see a man's head on a stake, and that's something I certainly don't see often. Well, we didn't expect to get trapped in this mansion. We didn't expect to be attacked by vampires in the basement, and we didn't expect a random person to show up in a carriage. So this is all rather strange for us. I hope you understand that, and I just want you to know that I hope you're honest about taking us there safely. He he looks at you, and again, kind of flatly, but acknowledges your your concerns and says, "I I do understand that." This land is a strange one at that, but I, I assure you that our encounter is serendipitous. My I pat- had purpose to be here and found you in his stead. I'm going to pat him on the shoulder and say, thanks. I'm going to climb in. Okay. So you guys travel on. Uh, you, you go down the path of, you know, the path up to the manor. And you, as you kind of get to the main road, you would notice if anyone were to look back that the fog would kind of envelope the manor itself. Like it starts to close in a little bit and cover that. But as you navigate the path that you had previously completely covered in in fog is starting to open. And, And this person will recount to you as you travel. You know, he has the ability to kind of speak to you through the carriages of this uh, this path is but a few miles uh, This to Barovia. Uh, there is a tavern in an inn there for you to, to take your stay and maybe whatever your travels may take you next. And certainly I would, and he kind of gestures to the carriage and also gestures to you, uh, commends you on your wise decision-making to travel in a, a group. Traveling these roads is not the safest thing, but traveling with multiples is always a better decision. Is there anything you you wish to ask, speak about, or you kind of settled in for the ride? I'm tired. No, I think it's probably yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that that like Willow's relaxed uh, as best she can be coming out of that. Honestly, you look over and Willow's sleeping, like she's kind of leaned up against the side of the carriage, and at least for yeah. for however long the travel takes, the few miles up the road, you maybe a couple hours for the first time uh, since this started some time ago. Whereas was actually unstraps the shield from his arm and lets it like flexes his arm out sets it down in front of him yeah so yeah, I'm not off as, myself. You, as you guys go into the village of Barovia you start to hear at least a little of the hustle and bustle of the people not much but there is activity in this place for the first time you guys have encountered since coming into this land as you make your way through and toward, uh, there is a tavern and inn that you will approach. The sign in front of it, or above it, is the Blood and Vine Tavern. 
and this person who will drop you off kind of at the, the front door of it and acknowledge that this is the place that he would wish to leave you as he must serve to find the other uh, liaisons, the envoys, as he his travels must continue. Uh, he will leave you here as well as Willow, and he will acknowledge that letter that he has in his hand and maybe look Rasmus, Aiden, Bjorn, who wishes to collect it because it needs to be collected. I'll take it. He hands I've to got you space in my pack for that kind of stuff. He acknowledges uh, with kindness. Thank you, sir. Uh, again, the Burgomaster of Barovia is who needs to receive that. His name, mm -hmm. if if you need to, is Ismark Kolyanovich. Okay, and where might we find this Ismark? He is here in the village, where he, he takes his daily activities. Uh, it can vary. He does tend to the affairs of the village, but I believe if you were to inquire inside or, or make yourselves known in search of him, that you will be able to encounter him soon. Okay. We'll do this for you, then. Where will we uh, meet up with you to let you know it's done? I believe that you will be able to accomplish the task, and if the task is done, we will receive word from from the Burgo Master. All right. Well met, then. Hail and well met, safe travels. And as he goes off, he starts to make his way. You stand in front of the Blood and Vine Tavern, and that is where we'll go cut it off. Right. Friends, fairly unscathed, our adventurers have survived their first encounter with a vampire or a creature that moves in the night here in the land of Barovia. If I were to give the visual cue for you all who are playing at home, let me illuminate a little more of this map. Not much to it, but I will guarantee you there. You are now in the village of Barovia proper. And that is where we shall pick the story up once we return in a few weeks. Yes, for much of the remainder of October, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, The Curse of Strahd, will be taking a step aside, and I'll be returning the Game Master, Dungeon Master Reigns to our primary Dungeon Master, the man of much skill, Double H, as we oh. return, I believe, to some horrors of Perry. <laughs> you flatter me. Yes, uh, I, I can officially confirm. Well, it was always the plan anyway, but as right. of today, uh, I have officially uncovered the next horror of Perryville. Uh, Tanner, you're a pretty big fan of like mounds, right? Like not the city, but like mounds, you know, <laughs> yes. round mounds. Like candy bars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, diabetes. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about though. Um, uh, yeah, they're going to play a big part in the next Horrors of Perryville, so bear that in mind. Uh, we will be returning to Savage Worlds. Shannon, Lindsay, Tanner, and I believe Steven uh, is going to hey. join us for his first ever Savage Worlds game, so we're going to bring back the the old crew, a very deadly, dangerous style game. Uh, characters or People playing themselves as characters, and that will pick up next week. That's going to run for three weeks, the next three Tuesdays in October, so our continued Halloween festivities will be will be a part of that. And then I'll turn it right back over to Cody, and Curse of Strahd will be picked right back up where we left off. Hey, she does indeed have she found it. Nice. a character sheet. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need that to build up because you guys are actually like the second tier of character now. So, yeah. Cool. That's the plan. You have made you have survived enough to make some progress and also survived yeah. just to not take a taco truck down to Mexico. 
Hey, we don't talk. We don't talk about Hefe. Hefe. I killed a cop. You did. That's true. You did. Was a Nazi. Like in the game or in real life? <laughs> all right, guys, that's all we got time for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, since he spoke hey. of it, I'll uh, I'll take the reins just for a moment to encourage again, as was mentioned. Hopefully, we're going to have an episode for each of the weeks of this spooky month. But the Hallows Eve Tales episode one was released mm. yesterday, I believe. A delirium yes. at Camp Kincaid, and as someone who who helped to read over the script but has not had a chance to listen yet, I will be waiting with bated breath alongside you to watch it, or listen to it, rather. And you can do that at podzilla1985.com and anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Yes, yeah. The plan is for a new episode every Monday uh, this month, so there's more of that coming in the near future. But really, that first episode, uh, Tanner and I are both really proud of it. It it went down really, really well. Um, so I'm hoping the rest of it holds up to it. The plan is right now that it will. I'm, I'm working on scripts and churning them out as fast as I can. Uh, all Halloween, all October is is, is Halloween month at, at PZ85. So that's your Monday show. I've got a new edition of the Enquest coming about that's based solely around Ghostbusters. You knew it was coming sooner or later. Um, that's going to be my October drop. I'm trying to do a few of those per year. Right now I'm on a every three-month schedule. I'd like to increase that. Um, our list of 31 things to watch in October dropped this past weekend. So that's out there. Now you got some catching up to do. If you haven't already done that, um, Shan, what did I miss? We got, uh, PWU tomorrow. Uh, First time in a, in a few weeks, maybe we'll see at this point. I'm not guaranteeing any shows until they happen. So it's just yeah. stay tuned for what does air. I would at least like to talk about how bad AEW's locker room is getting. Did you see this thing between Sammy Guevara and, yeah. and Andrade? Oh, yeah. At first I thought, you know, I know this yeah. is the show. I That's thought, pretty spooky. <laughs> I thought it this was classic Vince Russo era, like uh, wrestling shoot shoot talk. Work shoot. You work, as, you work into a shoot, Mark. But as it H-H. went along, it's just like, man, Tony Khan, get your shit together. Yeah. It's yeah, bad. It's pretty bad. It's, it's pretty bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cody, quick, believe before I turn it over to you to, to wrap it up, do we level up? Uh, yes, we will be. Hey, yeah, we will be leveling up to level three. three. I figure we did probably Sweet. address it. We get a little bit oh, closer. Yes, yes. Oh, thing. Oh no, I'm gonna do it now. That's I'm doing it now. <laughs> I mean, y'all got three weeks to do what you want. Your boys got to go to bed. Yes. I'll pass my bedtime. All right, wrap it up, man. Yeah, we do higher orientation tomorrow. I get to go teach people how computers work. It's great. My job's fun. Um, yes, as Shannon mentioned, episodes coming. Probably on PZ85 (laughs) and the entire network as uh, the spooky month leaves for a lot of activities. But again, until we see you in three weeks for the curse of Strahd again, next Tuesday, you'll be enjoying the horrors of Perryville episode four. I believe this is the fourth arc or is this the third? Technically, it's five because we did not record a a one shot in person that took place in the past. Um, So yeah, it's like edition five. Edition so. five, yes. Yeah. So so you yeah. enjoy the dulcet tones of our uh, spooky compatriots as they go through the horrors of Perryville once more. But until I rejoin you in a few weeks for the Curse of Strahd campaign, for Lindsay, for Kaz, for Double H, for Shannon, and for Tanner, I am your dungeon master, Cody Sandusky, saying uh, keep that nightlight on, kids, because you never know what's going to try to suck your blood from around the corner. Mm-hmm.